Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less cynical and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I'm Macy. Welcome to episode number 33. 33. 33. Yeah. And we're, here we are. Here Not we a cold are. open, a regular Just a welcome. Open. A welcome to Here's No Small Thing. Uh, welcome to the show. We're titling today's episode. I think it's going to be called... Uh, Addiction, recovery, and music with DJ Evie. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, we try to keep the titles short so if people are scrolling through, it'd be very quick to understand what the episode's about. And it's but, a bit more like, that's just a no small thing. Yeah. Th- this 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 required that long of a title, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's a lot that goes into this. Yeah. So a no small thing, we like to talk to different people. We're fascinated mm-hmm. and curious mm-hmm. about people and their stories. So this is one of those episodes where we like interviewing people. We love interviewing people. Yeah. People. Yeah. It's people. no small thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the, uh, we have a local radio station, a local independent radio station called KEXP. Now it's local we're in Seattle. Yep. We're in Seattle, everybody. Um, somebody reached out to us from Germany this last week and they yeah. said, we listened to it in Germany. I was so, I thought that was the coolest thing I've ever heard. So, um, yeah, we're in Seattle. Ever heard. That's the local Seattle independent radio station. Now, because it's the 21st century, I also listen to Spotify. I have a title account because I like Beyonce and Kanye. <laughs> um, so I'm not like always listening to KEXP, but I also have kids and I like the idea that KEXP is playing music that's very diverse that you mm-hmm. don't hear on the other radio stations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of get to know the different DJs and personalities. So I was just driving one night and heard Evie, uh, come on the air and I just thought she had a great vibe. I liked her voice and I liked the music she was playing and I just thought it was a really cool thing. And you know, we're still fairly new to podcasting, but I just <laughs> thought, wow, I wonder if we could have her on the podcast because our, as anybody knows that maybe have listened a little while to this podcast, our first episode was playlists, but we like to talk about music. We love music. It's no small thing. Yeah. So I just thought I'd send her a message and see and she got back to us and said she'd be on. So, uh, so thrilled and excited. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, should I keep going a little bit? Should I tell a little bit more? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you could tell. A okay. Little I more just, if you just want. to see how this happens. So, Evie is our guest this week. She's the yeah. person we interviewed. We've already done the interview. We're recording this on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, when she said yes, my proposal was that we'd sit and talk about music and maybe have her give us some music recommendations, talk about playlist making and like DJing, DJing, how what she it's got like into working DJing, things like that. Yeah. And then she said that she has a history of addiction and is free and fine to talk about that because and she wanted to share about it, wanting to share. And I thought that would be fascinating for the podcast. Yeah. And so definitely wanted to interview her about that. I have addiction in my own family and, uh, know how important it is for people that, be able to be hear stories about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that. We talked about addiction. Yeah. Um, we also, we talked about a bit about DJing and a bit about music, but our, the, our the history core, of music. I would say the core of or the conversation yeah. was about Evie's kind of journey. Journey. So uh, until where she is now. Yeah. I guess this is always just a little bit of a teaser. I, I think the opening is a good 30 minutes of Macy, me and Evie talking about music and our mm-hmm. background in music and our parents and what's really interesting. That was fun. Yeah. And then it gets a little, not as fun, but very interesting where Evie, it is a real, she's a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. got a good presence. She's been like the first person we've interviewed 
where I haven't had to say speak up or talk louder in the mic. Like she knows, she knows what it. She's the DJ is behind the booth, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's a good storyteller. So it really in this episode, basically, what you're going to get is Evie's journey of addiction mm-hmm. and her story and how it all happened. And personally, as a youth pastor, I think it's a really great and important story for people to hear. I'm thinking about young people, but all people need to all hear. All people, a story I think like all this. people. You call it a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, also a story of hope to a certain extent. Yeah. And I think it was cool to hear how much music played a role in her whole journey and is mm-hmm. still playing a role, mm-hmm. um, both at KXP, but also just as, I don't know, it's, it's good sides and it's bad sides and it's healing sides. And I don't know. Good music sides, is no small sides, thing. Healing sides. Yeah. And I think it's also a story about, uh, you know, some eventual community that stepped into Evie's life mm-hmm. that sort of forced her to get better. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a really special part of the story too. But I think what we're trying to do at the beginning here is also say like, this is an official trigger warning mm-hmm. just in the sense that there are some graphic details and grim depictions of addiction here. Yeah. So if you feel, I mean, personally, it it was it was troubling stuff for me just to be listening, and I know if you're if you're just expect, expecting a casual no small thing episode here, and all of a sudden you're getting these, you know, details about addiction. Um, this is your official warning. warning. About that. That's what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's important to sort of push through the discomfort because we, we need to know about this stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely encourage y'all to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really interesting interview. I feel really honored that Evie shared what she shared with us. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. at the end she comes it, out with some real true, uh, music recommendations. Oh yeah. At the so end we, end we have music, note. music recommendations, three yeah. songs to three listen songs. to. Yeah. Um, so, and they were all good songs. Yeah. That really felt like we had like a true professional in the room. Yeah. 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 I had never heard of the music she played for us. Uh, it was, this is like her jam. She yeah. knows what she's doing. It was good. Yeah. So, so Yeah. You want to say anything else? I don't think so. I think that's... We're proud of this episode. We're grateful to Evie. We hope to have her back on Yeah, we hope to have her back on. Super cool person. Talk more about music. Yeah, really Um, easy to be around. Um, uh, And she she just has such a joyful, curious, passionate presence. And and especially her love for music is so contagious. And so many of the things she said just fit right in with our whole vibe. I mean, even yeah. the idea oh, that the she grew vibe. up Christian going to Bellevue Christian, we didn't even know that yeah, it until was she wild. sat down. <laughs> and I don't even think she knew that I worked at a church. I don't she think so. She didn't even know that until we so. started talking. So this idea of like ch- church background plus all this music stuff and I don't know. There's a lot of interesting carryovers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's it. We hope you like this episode, everyone. Yeah. Um, anything else from you? Nope. Okay. Enjoy. Enjoy. We'll see you next week. Uh, I don't know. Enjoy the episode, everybody. Okay, it's I'm weird not to be able talking. to hear yourself on the microphone. Anyway, I know is that is that what is yeah. that what a uh, headphones would be for? Yeah, you can hear yourself. Talk. And does that help? It do, well, I'm just, I guess I'm just used to it at this point. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. Hmm. Well, hey everybody, we're already talking. Here we are. <laughs> and hey everybody, <laughs> we are in the house. We have Evie with us, and we are very excited to mm-hmm. have her with us. 
And um, we've already been talking a lot. And some of the stuff I wish we had already recorded. So it was really <laughs> no, interesting. Sorry. So sorry you missed it, everybody. We've been having interesting conversations here. Yeah. But um, we're now including you. <laughs> now we're just holding microphones. Just holding no, microphones yeah, in a exactly. dim room. We have no headphones on. We can't hear ourselves. <laughs> we have no idea this is recording. Okay. So I've already introduced Evie theoretically in my intro. <laughs> and here she is. Um, and here I am. Yeah. But I think we we really wanted to have you on to talk about music, but it sounds like you also just have a fascinating journey with your music and your life and your eventual getting hired at KEXP and working there. Yeah. So I, fascinating to some, it. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating to some. To us. <laughs> it's fascinating to us reading your bio, reading about you. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, guys. I'm happy to be here. Um, and yeah, happy to talk about music anytime. Yeah. It's a yeah. good place to do it. It's nice and calm in here. Lots of candles, dim lighting. Of candles. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just setting the mood for the listener. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe you, if you start with your parents, it sounds like your parents have Or just really like good growing music. up. Yeah. What music's meant to you growing up? Well, um, I guess like thinking back through music. Um, and I guess you hear everybody in the music industri- industry say this, but like music played a huge role in oh, my yeah. childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can remember, and I, I put this in my KEXP bio because it's so important to me that like my, both my parents, but especially my dad, who I spent so much time with as a little girl had just like incredible music tastes. Like mm-hmm. Tears for Fears, Songs from the Big Chair is my favorite album Wow. Ever, ever. Wow. Things and like Talk Talk and U2's The Joshua Tree mm-hmm. and um, God, what else? Tom Tom Club. And we're listening to the Blade Runner soundtrack. I remember, I remember like being a little girl. Ooh, the Blade Runner soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, good. Very intense. Yeah. yeah. Um, Evangelist or Vanulus, however mm-hmm. you want to see mm-hmm. it, you know, made that beautiful score. But when, when I was little, my dad um, was... Uh, it always had like the newest CD player or like the newest tape deck or, you know, oh, like, that, that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah that exactly. makes sense. I was those, um, those kind of guys. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he had like just a great tape collection. There was some vinyl Ooh, in there. A tape oh, collection. Yeah. A tape collection. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm of that era. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah, was, there too. was many a tape, but we, we were, you know, moving forward into the, into the future with CDs, of course. Yeah. And, yes. um, he, I remember him getting the Blade Runner soundtrack on CD. I think my mom bought it for him or wow. something. And he went and got a new car stereo in his, you know, 1997 Suburban or whatever it was wow. at the time mm-hmm. and put like, you know, subwoofers and like the, just the high, like Ooh. the oh, most money so he could put cool. yeah. Yeah. and was like, come here. <laughs> just like put me in the car and drove me around and Blasted huh. Blade Runner in my ears. So, like, to this, you know, it's like giving me goosebumps to yes. think about it. Me oh, too. Yeah. So, um, that's a listening party in a sense. It is. Absolutely. Listening experience. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, and it's one of my favorite movies, I, mm. I think, you know, because it has so much nostalgia attached to it. Yeah. But also because it's an incredible movie. Did you like the new one? I did um, for many reasons. One of them being that Ryan Gosling was yeah. in it. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> Come yeah, on. Yeah. No, but I thought it was good. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Ryan Gosling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, so I feel sorry for the role. person who isn't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really I'm so, we feel sorry <laughs> for sorry all of us who aren't all. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Uh, no, I liked I didn't. I enjoyed it. I saw it two yeah. times in the theater. So yeah. I guess that's wow. a I, positive indication. I haven't seen either. Ooh, someday. You have a date with You've Destiny. You've seen either? Either. Actually, my significant other who you just met had never yeah. seen the original either. And he went oh. and saw the new one with me. Um, yeah. I don't think you need to see the original to appreciate it. Although when Harrison Ford comes in 
It's nice to know some yeah. of the backdrop. And but, Rachel. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Rachel comes in the picture. Yeah. Anywho, so um, my, my dad was always, it's like, that's just like a good example of um, just like this, this early like auditory yeah. pleasure thing of just Love like it. everything. Yeah. It's so exciting and loud and your my dad drives really fast. That's and, such yeah. a cool experience. It is. And I, you know, I'm one of those kids too that was like making mixtape after mixtape yeah. with mm. actual tapes, waiting for that song to come on mm. that I loved and pressing record and then making mixtapes and like giving them to my friends. And then yeah. Napster arrived Napster. and yeah, I mean, my my dad had CD player, so I would like rip songs off of CDs and make C- mix CDs for my friends for like forever. Yeah, wow, just, and, and this is just a part of like who a, you are. A sought yeah. after that was just like a sought after skill. Yeah, and then and I can see what you're saying. Napster came along now; it's like everybody can do it. But yeah. at the time, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was like, and you know, and we went. Our family was the kind of we didn't ever like go on vacations. We would get in the car and drive to go camping or mm-hmm. drive to go skiing every Sunday. So it was like road trip after road trip, and my I had the task of getting to curate. Mm-hmm. So like I got to choose the CDs, and I got to you know, oh that's fun. I got to soundtrack. So, so good. it's been um, kind of a, a lifelong path. Um, and <laughs> the, you know, and my dad was it, it, things like Dead Can Dance, which I think yeah. I, I, yeah. I mentioned, and um, just yep. all sorts of weird, obscure music that nobody else's parents was really listening to. It was no Billy Joel in my house, you know? I got a lot of Billy Joel. (laughs) A lot of of Huey Lewis. Yeah. A lot of Peter Gabriel going on in my house. Peter Gabriel was hardcore. (laughs) My dad loves the So record. He always tells this story too about when I was uh, a little girl, like barely able to see over the dash and it was raining outside Mm. and we're driving in red rain starts playing and I'm like, dad, this is an appropriate song for today. (laughs) He will tell that story to every new person I bring in, you know, every new person I meet. Oh. Yeah. He loves that story. Now, so, what does your dad do? He is, uh, he owned a company called Solar Systems okay. that um, bought, fixed up, and resold yeah. uh, Sun Microsystems computers. Remember Sun Microsystems? Wow, yes, I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So um, he found this weird like niche yeah. where he could, you know, he was a salesman and he was, he's extremely smart, but he's also an artist. He's a, he's a painter. Wow. He's what a guy. Like, He's like Mr. Renaissance, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. and now he's like he's yeah. Now he's old and well, you know, sixty five, yeah. and he's retired. He lives in Montana, and he mm. just hikes every day. Cool, oh, but nice. he's still he like he's created he's made himself a studio now because now he has all this time. So now he paints and he like loves sculpture and he mm. reads and he he's an huh. amazing cook. Huh. Yeah, wow. What so a guy. I know. I'm, I'm like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I also, and my my mother is an incredible artist in her own right. Like as a, uh, um, as an illustrator, and like mm. a, she has amazing drawings. She she's an interior designer, um, and she was also more of on like the soul and hip hop sort of thing. Mm. So like mm. another thing I mentioned is Queen Latifah. She was listening to like Queen well, Latifah and Marvin Gaye. Yeah, <laughs> what a family. my mom would, like, my mom would show up to school. In like full on black, black leather jacket, big skeleton earrings. Oh with like big my hair. gosh. Yeah. She worked for Union Bay. She was the prop Union designer Bay. for Union Bay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that is amazing. I have some pretty cool parents. Yeah, but seriously. They're like, they're really cool, really fit, very like, very beautiful couple and <sighs> very Christian. Uh, mm. Wow. Hardcore Christian. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It was a, it was a, yeah. That's such it, an not interesting it is. part to the story. You wouldn't yeah. expect that. You wouldn't, ass- you wouldn't expect traditionally the way I grew up. And you said you grew up in Bellevue. I grew up in Kent. Yeah. It's like 
these parents who would traditionally listen to Queen Latifah or <laughs> some of these <laughs> other know. bands your dad was listening <laughs> to wouldn't also be Christian. Yeah. Usually the Christian types would be scared of that music and be like, burn the rap CDs, burn yeah. the hard rock. That's really interesting. Really. Yeah. Unique. I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't remember him saying anything. I don't remember. My, my dad has very, uh, many opinions, mm-hmm. a very opinionated man mm-hmm. about many things. <laughs> I was not allowed to listen to anything that he hadn't already picked out. So like mm. I co- wasn't technically allowed to listen to the radio unless it was oldies oh, or Christian like, music. Like words of swears and stuff? Yeah, or okay. like I wasn't allowed to listen to The End. I wasn't allowed oh, to listen to, to Cube or any yeah, of those things. These that are the Seattle cool. radio stations. Yeah. But I mean, they're but, still on. Do we call it The End anymore? It's The End still. It's still wow. I, which is unbelievable. I think yeah. I had a The End. Did you? Yeah, and, and I grew and, up and in Sacramento. The End in Sacramento? <laughs> yeah. Did it play like grunge and stuff or like... Uh, no, hard, it was like pop music. Oh yeah, the are the end. Of, did yeah. you hear that Marco Collins is back on the air? Speaking no, of the end. Yeah. He's, he's now on KEXP. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, we'll See, get some more about KEXP. that later. Yeah, okay, yeah, uh, that's I awesome. love. I love Marco. Yeah. He's an incredible. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's an incredible force of a human. Appreciate that too. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Tell you're me. Talking about your dad. Talking about, <laughs> oh, you're talking about your mom was also cool. She had skeleton yeah. earrings and she liked Queen Latifah. And your dad to letting you not listen to the radio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we. I can remember her showing up to pick me up from school too, and kids being like, "Why is your mom dressed so weird?" It was just like mm. they're just. I, and I, I also remember my dad saying things like. I don't really like Christian people because they're nerds, basically. <laughs> but I love, he like loved loved them, but also was like, there's they're like a more nerdy, judgmental group of people. And I'm like, okay, dad, you're you're oh, one of them. So, so try oh, not so to. Truth oh, to it. I know, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's also like, oh, okay, He's also well, kind of nerdy and Flipping the mirror at yeah. yourself right yeah. now. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. wow. Anyway. That's so interesting. Oh, that so how, is so how did, um, how did they reconcile those two things? Not that they should have to, but I've just... Because I do think that's part of the problem is that like Christians should be able and should not just be able, they should be listening to this amazing art and music and engaging with that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But I guess they didn't need to feel a need to rationalize it or something. I guess. Yeah. I just don't think that I don't remember experiencing him try to rationalize it Mm -hmm. in any way. Just Mm -hmm. like very, so, um, so forcefully like who he is Mm -hmm. really, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And who my, my mom, they are now separated. Um, they separated when I was 15, but, um, they're both like very cool people and still like the same Mm. people to Mm. this day, you Mm. know, just like I have some cool parents. So So you went went to Bellevue Christian. I did go to Bellevue Christian. Was there any sense of like, um, stigma around you listening to music like that? Like, like I mean, my my or wife tells cool stories. Because of it? My, well, my wife tells <laughs> stories about like and this is like another Christian thing. She grew up in Wheaton in Chicago, and went to Wheaton Academy, and they moved here and went to Bellevue Christian. But uh, she'd tell stories about like her parents would let her watch like a rated R movie. Yeah, and even though they're the pastors of the church, and certain kids weren't able to come over to her house because they knew she watched rated R movies, you know? Oh, yeah. Rebel. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> yeah. Or PG-13. I don't want to quote it Yeah, properly, no, I, who I knows? So, movies that they didn't feel comfortable yeah. with. Um, my dad walked in on me watching Ace Ventura one oh, time. That a was a disaster <laughs> for me. Oh, no. He was not like there was, we weren't allowed to say the word hate. 
we weren't allowed mm. to like, oh, very Christian like, things here. Yeah, we weren't allowed yeah. to say the word hate, which is okay. I think yeah. hate is like a sad word sometimes. It's a sad word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, it doesn't bring good things up in, in a person's mm-hmm. mind. So I think hate is okay, but like, you know, we, were, we weren't allowed to say, oh my gosh, there was none of oh. that. It was like, oh. a, it was, he said, he would say sometimes doggone it. And that was like <laughs> the closest to swearing. Dog, and my, my parents didn't drink. They didn't, wow. you know, mm. but, um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I don't think that I like associate. I don't think I really realize a lot of the time too, like how, um, what the lifestyle of like rock and roll and oh, all the stuff right. that I was listening to, mm. like what that was really like. It just didn't even maybe no, because that was I a had part no exposure. Of yeah, I wasn't allowed to like watch MTV or mm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I I still did. Yeah, I don't me get me too. wrong. <laughs> yeah, my dad was a pastor growing up and. We had a strange relationship with it where my dad said, I can't watch MTV. And my mom wasn't like aggressively like, like trying to go against it, but she would just not tell me to turn it off. Yeah. Hmm. But I, and I kind of also had a, a sense that like when I heard my dad come in, I'd turn the channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it wasn't right. like this plan my mom and I hatched yeah. where she's like, I'll let you watch it. Just don't tell your dad. I just knew like if I turned it on, my mom typically wouldn't say anything. I'm like, oh, I'm watching MTV. <laughs> oh, but I'm getting having some fun. <laughs> but it was that type of thing of you saying, like, listening to your song come on the radio. I'd also come home from school yeah. and I'd watch MTV and hope my video would come on. Mm. Yes. You know, and that's Same the thing. chance you have. <laughs> I was um, at one point in my life, I mean, I think we all go through the crappy, like, in um, pop stage. Yes. I think maybe all of us did. Hopefully, I'm not the only one. No. Nope, but I, <laughs> I was the world's biggest Hanson fan. Oh, oh yes, I love yeah. Hanson. Yeah, huge. When that Bop song first yeah. came out, I thought it was gold. Yeah, I've seen them six times. Wow. Oh, you've seen them in concert? That's oh, a whole yeah. different level. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then um, th- this is like into the future, but comes full circle when I'm living in L.A. in 2011, and someone's like, uh, a friend of mine that was um, a drummer and another yeah. band that toured with him was like, called me at like, 11.30 after I'd gone wow. to sleep and was like, I'm at this bar with Hanson. Wow. I, if you come down here, you can meet them. And it was like walking in the door and the all of time slowed down. <laughs> oh my Hanson. God, this is my dream come true. Is it, yeah. is it the main brother, uh, <laughs> Taylor? Is that his name? Taylor, yeah, yeah. you got it. Yeah, and Isaac like. and Zach. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Anyway. Six times though. That's I mean, a lot. That's an interesting thing because I think Hanson, just a little side discussion about Hanson here, everybody. Please, uh, anytime. They seem to me, I mean, they started off super kind of Disney pop, mm-hmm. but they're, I think, talented musicians and had good music. Super talented. Yeah. You know that first album they made too was was um, produced by the Dust Brothers? Ooh, who's that? Which is like, they, the Dust Brothers big, did the Fight producers? Club soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. big producers. I can't remember. I think they did like some Beck stuff and huh. all sorts of stuff in the 90s. Legit. Yeah, they yeah. they produced that album, which is kind of funny. Like, I don't mm. think Hanson, I think Hanson is definitely like a, a, above like yeah. the Jonas Brothers or something. Yeah. Know? Would you agree? I 100%. <laughs> okay, okay. I think I agree, but I don't know if I know, you know enough. Well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, I Jonas yeah, the Jonas Brothers. I don't really know the Jonas Brothers. I didn't hardly listen to them. I yeah, saw them perform at shows and stuff like the Grammys or whatever. Mm, Probably not MTV music awards. That's, that's all I know about the Jonas brothers. (laughs) I've never like turned on a Jonas brothers. song. Really? All I know about them is that one of them is married to Sansa from game of Thrones. Mm, Anybody, anybody little trivia. There's a reality show with one of them at one point. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Sansa. Oh, uh, anyway, rewind. We could go on so many tangents. <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. I'm sure it will happen. Yeah, and it's not bad. Uh, I'm, sure that, I'm sure the Hanson segment is going to be a highlight of this. <laughs> you know what? I had, um, I actually, I did a, an interview 
for KEXP with that band Other, Other Lives. Oh yeah, I don't, yeah, and um, they're from Tulsa, Oklahoma, huh. which huh. is where Hanson oh. is from. And I oh. was in the middle of interviewing them live on air and live on video, um, like vid- streaming video yeah. on um, on our YouTube channel. And I was like, do you guys know the other band that's from Tulsa? And they're like, yeah, the Flaming Lips. I was like, oh, no, bro. the Flaming Lips. No, Hanson. Hanson. I'm not talking <laughs> about the Flaming Lips. The Flaming Lips. <laughs> Someone wrote in the comments, that girl is thirsty AF. So I was like. <laughs> For Hanson. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm not going to oh. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not. So, or was at one point in my life. Also big Flaming Lips. Yeah. Like them too. Love them. Yeah. It was just Wayne Coyne's birthday, oh, and I and genius. I posted on Instagram and said, "Happy birthday, Wayne Coyne!" I'm going to play a lot of Flaming Lips on the show, and he liked it. Oh, it was like wow. the highlight of my year. Isn't That's that fun? So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> We've had like we haven't had anybody that big, but they're no. like. Uh, there's a Enneagram writer that we like and we tagged him. He has 10,000 followers, oh, but yeah. he liked us. We thought that was so cool. So exciting. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they fun. noticed me. They exactly. Noticed. Like a do- one double tap. Um, yeah. Okay. So one of the big questions that's lingering in my head is where was the Christian music? Was there Christian music oh, playing house? Any Michael W. Smith or Amy Grant? Um, there was. Else? Yeah. Well, my first CD was Amy Grant. Okay. Hmm. What was that one with? Heart and Motion on it, I think. I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, Amy yeah. Grant was my first CD I ever purchased yeah. at Tower Records. Yes. I wow. did listen to like that one Michael W. Smith hit. I can't remember what it is. Friends I, are friends forever? There's a there's, lot there's of There's a lot of hits, I feel. Oh Michael, my God. Michael W. Smith has a lot of hits. <laughs> I think it's like the Secret number Ambition? One. Nobody knew his secret <laughs> ambition. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to look it up while I talk, though. The big so hits. I, was it I, a fast song or a slow song? I don't even remember. Okay. I just remember that there was like one and I looked it up years later. Friends I was like, what was that forever. song? If okay, let's Lord look. Scott will just keep trying Open the eyes of my heart, oh. you guys. Oh, Come yeah. on. That was Michael Lee Smith? Is that Michael Lee Smith? Yeah. Wow. yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I, well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you know, this conversation really fits in with this podcast because we do music deep dives, but we do talk about Christianity. Yeah, so we do. Like, well, it's a good mashup here. You know who else I loved was DC Talk. Oh, yeah. I loved when they yeah. Have they always been like rap? Yeah, uh, I think they started off rap. I think, and then they kind of yeah. got grungy, and then I think they just got trendy. They were like, "Whatever's trendy, we'll make." Yeah. But they had this song, "I love rap music." I love rap music. I was <laughs> having always well. <laughs> yeah, oh I, I remember yeah. there. There was a DC Talk Damn album. With DC Talk. <laughs> Damn with the DC Talk. I don't even know if I'm gonna leave this in there. It's kind of cringy when I hear myself sing back. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> Um, just let your your true self shine. That's my true self, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I remember listening to DC Talk, but there was it's just I I can remember thinking that there was just so much icky cheese factor and yes. a lot of it icky cheese mm. factor. And you know what, my cousin, <laughs> well <set>. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin was in a Christian band and they toured the world and I can't for the life whoa. of me remember who whoa, it was, whoa, but whoa. I will I figure it out and report okay. back. Okay, yeah. please. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember who it was, but my, yeah, my, my... You think we know them? I feel like you hmm. might. You hmm. might because yeah. you're... Macy didn't really grow up Christian. <laughs> I kind, I had like a chunk of my life yeah. that I got into it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a big chunk because it was middle school. But you weren't really doing Christian music. Mm, starting in middle school, I was. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But you found it on your own versus 
coming from a Christian family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to a big evangelical Christian camp and was oh, like, oh, okay. I need to do this. And then yeah. I really got committed. There was and an it's easy to get swept up, swept up in when you're oh, a yeah. kid like that oh, too. And it so was a crazy age. It was wild. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Anyways. do you remember Timothy James Meany? Yeah, yeah. He's actually a friend of mine. He is? Yes. Okay. So... Are you... Do you want to roast Timothy James? No, no, not at all. No, he was just like all (laughs) up in the Bellevue Christian scene. Yeah, he's very... He really was. And my my good friend Justin is still a friend of his and like will play... Um, oh yeah, bass guitar at church. Oh great, performing and mm, stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, he remember we a bunch of families from Belby Christian went to went to Hawaii huh. on like spring break, and he was there and he sang for us on the beach. Oh, that's oh my so gosh. gosh! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, he's he's still. I, Is he like a local Christian pop star? Or like kind rock of a star. local Christian pop star, kind of like yeah. folky pop kind of stuff. Okay. Folky pop stuff. He's got a really cool voice. Definitely a hard seven on the Enneagram. Interesting. So that's Interesting. Hard. So I'm a six, by the way. Are you? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Wow. That might be a, a, a discussion at the end. I don't know yeah. much about it. I would like for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, Keep this by my mouth. We can talk about we, it. We love to talk the Enneagram. Yeah. I know. I, I need to know more about it. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to convince my boyfriend to, oh, it's so to sit there while I ask him all the questions and, and rate them. Oh, oh. It's, it's, it's really fun. Isn't yeah, it? It's it interesting. It's a good oh, yeah. Well, cool. Timothy James Meany, so great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's, he is so great. And yeah. uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of like, he has this, he, I think the most legendary song of anybody, I think a lot of people that listen to our podcast are like local here in this, <laughs> but it's like, he has a song called when the ducks go by, when the ducks go by quack, quack, quack. Mm-hmm. Everybody sings this at VBS and stuff like hmm. that. Um, and I, I think he laughs about that being what he's known for, but he has a, he has a bunch of other great songs. Yeah. Yeah. There's another little there. cultural thing. Yeah. I so you had that playing life. at your house. Yeah. It's funny to think back about him because he, he really leaned hard into the folky stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he'd wear little vests and shirts. And oh, interesting. Now, now he doesn't do that anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of steered away for the most part from, from the super Christian-y stuff, mm-hmm. except for, I feel like I remember thinking that DC Talk album was like really cool for mm-hmm. some yeah. reason. Like yeah. it was well-produced or like the sounds that, that, uh, the sound of the production or something yeah. was. There was one called better. Jesus Freak. Do you remember? Yeah. That? Oh, yeah, that's, that the one. The that's, that's the one. That's the well produced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. Um, but besides, you know, I can remember too. Uh, like I was saying, I, I wasn't allowed to listen to the radio, and Marco Collins was on. I, I had this like this Marco little Collins. purple yeah. boombox, mm-hmm. and I would go to sleep and like prop it underneath my pillow oh my and gosh. listen to like try to sneak the radio if my parents yeah. wouldn't know. That's amazing. And I can remember listening to Marco and like hearing Beck for the first yes. time and being like, "What the hell is this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is." This is weird sounds, you know, like all that beeping that starts yeah. happening. He's yeah. like two turntables and a microphone. Two turntables like, and a microphone. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I was, I was certainly sneaking all of that in between all of the things that my father was allowing me to listen to. B fifty twos, another big B-52s. one. B fifty twos, big one. Cosmic thing is a big yes. heavy rotation. Heavy yes. rotation. <laughs> <laughs> heavy rotation. Now they're kind of a sweet, wholesome group. You can't really say anything about. Yeah, the they're just fun, and yeah. they have a whole like weird career. A lot of weird stuff happened with them too. With like the the passing, I think it was their drummer that passed mm. away. I can't remember. Mm. Don't quote me on that. I'm not going to quote well, you. Not. You quoted yourself though. Just <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> uh, rewind, delete. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I I there was there was a a lot of all the things that I were already. Mm-hmm. 
allowed in my house mixed in with, you know, the things that I was sneaking. And my grandpa was buying me like tapes of oldies music and just, you know, um, hmm. like uh, Run Around Sue. Do you remember yeah. that song? I can't remember who that is. That, a little but- story about a girl who knows. <laughs> <laughs> Ask anyone that she ever knew. Keep away from yeah. Run Around Sue. You got <laughs> it. She has to travel <laughs> around. Oh, <laughs> yes, that, that song Sue. right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I had a, you know, I, I think it's cool. That's that's a good like cultivation of of this like w- wide knowledge yeah. of yeah, genres it's all and, genres. Yes. You're getting it all. Yeah, here. yeah. Not, not just like and like opera music mm. and jazz. My, my both my um, my grandpa and grandma met because they played in a jazz jazz band together. She was a singer wow. and he was a trombonist. So Jeez. yeah, there's you know the musical Music roots big, run guys. deep. Did do you <laughs> did your family play instruments? Did I? Yeah, or did your family? Oh, um, my dad was a drummer. Um, He didn't really within my childhood, but he did for a long time, like in his youth, I guess. Mm. Um, And then I was in the choir for a long time when I was little, and then I played the flute for a while, of course. Cool, the flute. Yeah, pretty cool. I played the recorder, you know? (laughs) I don't know how the flute works. It's, I uh, see people playing it. It's understand. hard to get down. Yeah. It really yeah. is. And it's definitely hard to be good at. Mm. That, that I learned <laughs> pretty quickly. <laughs> I was like, this thing sucks. <laughs> get out of here. I can't do it. I'm over it. Uh, but yeah, I, that was as far as I went. And I always wanted to learn how to play guitar. I always mm. wanted to mm. learn how to play the keys. I, I always wanted... Like, I feel... I have a, a fairly good voice when I yeah. do mm. sing. Yeah. It's like I'm not totally off pitch, but... I don't have, I, feel, I don't feel like I have that bone in my body where I'm like creating things. I feel like I'm more of like the curator oh. of like recognizing that something sounds good and what it'll sound good with and where it'll sound good, mm. you know? Yeah. So oh, I, I it sounds like you're in the right spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. Using your gifts. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this is, go, this is so easy talking to Evie. Yeah. You know, well. it's going to go so fast. <laughs> you, you see how this works though? Guys, it's been 27 minutes. That feels wow. like it's been three minutes. Yeah. So I'm going to say uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to hear the next phase. Like The next phase. What happened to what happens to Evie after uh, high school? What, what kind of music <laughs> was she listening to? <laughs> oh, maybe exciting things, promoting yeah. things. We don't totally. know. Yeah. Stay tuned, everybody, when we come back. All right, everybody, we're back with Evie. Here we are in the house. Post high school. Post yeah. High school. We talked we're about growing in. up, high school, Bellevue Christian, Christianity, yeah, Michael so W. Smith, Hanson. Yeah. <laughs> Covered some the, very all the big important things. things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went from to Bellevue Christian from second grade until I graduated. So okay. I went to school wow, with like, the that's same people. Big. Yeah. Wow. With the same people my whole life. Um, but, and you know, you were kind of mentioning too, like, is, was it, were you like sort of an outcast for not mm-hmm, listening to these different mm-hmm. things? And I think I honestly, like the cool kids at Bellevue Christian are listening to Christian music. Oh. They're playing mm. in the, they're playing in the band at oh, church. Yes. They're doing oh, like, yeah. It's a and different kind of cool. Yeah. I was very angsty. It was like, my parents were getting divorced mm. and I was just like an angry little teen and all you happy christians out here listening your happy christian yeah and i'm like i want to listen to rap music yeah um back to eminem he was one of you know was one of the people Mm -hmm. yeah i i feel like i just had like a lot of anger at that point in my life i 
love yeah. the Fuji. Yeah, I saw you post that on your Instagram. That's probably one of <laughs> yeah. my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was, yeah, I can like specifically remember the first where I was when I f- heard Lauren Hill's voice for the first time. It was like on the oh, bus, yeah. mm, you oh, know? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. so I, uh, I, I was um, not the coolest kid at mm-hmm. Bobby Christian. I had like a group of friends that were like, <laughs> we're like smoking cigarettes and you know Uh-oh. going Uh-oh. off campus and like yeah and like getting drunk on the weekends and then mm. we f- we found well I-, I went to a rave and was like this is the coolest thing mm. ever there's like drag queens kissing and there's yeah. like people are doing drugs and whoa this is like a world that I would ne- and I raves never knew. were big in that era they were big yeah, yeah. that was when NAF mm. still existed glow sticks yeah Jinko jeans exactly yeah. all of it and I <laughs> I love electronic music I mm-hmm. still love it I loved it then and that was like the heyday for trance and all that kind of stuff yeah. so I was yeah. at raves all the time and wow. like dad I'm gonna go to a techno concert and then be like you raving know, but I, I wasn't doing any hard drugs for yeah. like a long time. I, I would, we would just go and like be, you know, young and full of energy. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. now is, sounds like my worst nightmare. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, that it sort of started, but I, I feel like that's kind of like the point in my life where my, I, I mean, my love of music has always been there, but like it really, it became something that I could like, like I identified this was something that I found and this was the music that I liked. It wasn't mm. like dad's music. You yeah. know, it was things that I liked, I found, I was a part of. My dad would have never in a million years approved of me going to somewhere like that. So it was like, yeah. it, it was, you know, it was different than, um, it was something different for me. It was my own thing. And you're in that environment. I think that like, mm. you know, I, I, th- I think I was still pretty um, pretty sheltered and like didn't really know exactly what was going on. Like now I look mm-hmm. back and I'm like, those people were doing a lot of methamphetamines. Right. Now right. I know. Right. But at yeah. the time I was just like, oh, just no idea. But like um, it was kind of closer to reality to kind mm-hmm. of be around that party scene all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, I graduate from, I barely graduated from high school because I just was like, had given up and didn't care and mm-hmm. was like, just not paying attention. Again, mm. this whole like parents divorce thing takes a yeah, big that's toll a huge on me factor. and I just hate everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I uh, barely graduated high school. I start worth like partying a lot more. I, um, I found my way into like a ton of drinking. My friends were doing a lot of drugs at the time and I wasn't, but um, just kind of like around, it still bothered me, but like yeah. smoking a lot of weed. At this point, yeah. I don't really consider weed to be too hardcore yeah, yeah, in yeah. comparison to a lot of other things, but yeah, <laughs> just a lot of pot in my life at that time. Um, I've always, and I think, um, I was thinking about this actually before I came over here, like kind of my, how music has throughout my life like real related with like my personal life and how I feel and what's going on mm. and it, it plays a part in so many ways so like when I've been depressed or when I've been alone or when yeah, I've been with absolutely. people or like it's you know it's soundtracking my life mm-hmm. but it also like provides this crazy rush of adrenaline sometimes mm. and I think like admittedly I can be sort of an adrenaline junkie mm-hmm. and then it, but so music just has you know it's taken so many shapes and forms through my life it's but it became like um I was using it as like another excuse to party and I think oh. it's sort of like music rooted yeah or yeah. like it just creates oh. a venue for 
that. It right. can mm-hmm. if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. And I think it's sort of like rooted back there. It was like, we're going to do, we're going to go in, going to see this amazing DJ or this amazing band or whatever. Yeah. And we're going to mm. get drunk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it just, yeah. that that's what comes like, with it. Yeah. It just, I just associated, I started to associate music with like fun and adrenaline and partying and dancing and all this stuff and just like a good escape. Unfortunately, it wasn't, it didn't turn out to be the best, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> I continued being this girl that was like the curator, like burning CDs from my friends, mm. making the soundtracks for mm-hmm. road tr- road trips. Um, just kind of like you know, like the first person to, to like buy a turntable and get yes. records, and like yeah. everyone's drinking and smoking weed, and I'm like, you guys listen to this <laughs> record. You've got to hear it. That is our thing. That is our yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Listen. <laughs> Have you ever seen that meme with the the girl? Or who's the woman? Um, Joan Cusack in, uh, shoot, what is it? Ezra, Edward sure. Scissorhands, is that oh, what she's in? She's oh. in that. She's in a bunch. She And she cut, she's like holding a boom box and the meme says, it's me holding the USB cord coming to Uh-oh. F up your party. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. that's my life. Um, but I, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. I, um, the USB cord. <laughs> yeah. Ha ha ha. I, uh, what was I saying? I remember I was saying something. Um, <laughs> it just you, you like know, curating I, music. Yeah, yeah I, I continued. And I'm like, you know, I'm out of high school. Oh, you're telling I'm, people to listen. You want people to listen. What's that? You really want people to listen. I I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and that that sort of continued into my life. I mean, I I found like I moved down to LA. I kind of like dug. LA is really cool, like a very cool place to live in. And I know it gets a really bad reputation with a lot of people, but it's... I like LA. I love LA. Yeah, I and lived it, in Pasadena for a year, which is in LA, but yeah. I went to LA as much as possible. I mean, it's technically... Went to LA. Yeah. It, I think I always say like Pasadena is like the Bellevue of Seattle. Yeah. It's, it's, hmm. it's too it's too LA what Bellevue is to Seattle. Yeah, but it, it's growing out yeah. into like there's it's cool expanding. stuff going happening out there. That's where, I think that's where all the famous people are in Pasadena. Yeah. They're all low key hanging out out yeah. there. And then you, I saw a lot of famous people. Wow. I saw the cast from the wire everywhere and I love the wire. And I said, I, I went, I could go and say hi to all of them. And tell them what year were you living there? It was like 2014. Oh, okay. 2013. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was recently. Yeah. I, um, I was there, I moved there in 2006. So I, hmm. it, it was sort of like, uh, centered around my first Coachella experience. I went to Coachella. It was my first, Co- first Coachella in 2006. It was the year that Daft Punk performed. Wow. And, there. and yeah, whoa, just like whoa. some big names. Big yeah. Um, and I'm a huge Daft Punk yeah. fan. Yeah. Very big. I have a Daft Punk tattoo right here. I'll show oh. you later. Wow. Yeah. Well, they got kind of some Blade Runner vibes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but did I, they score the last movie? Did they score that? No, they it did, was they did Tron. Yeah, they did they Tron, Tron, and yeah. I I can't remember who the what the guy's name there was okay. that did. Okay. Anyway, yep. So uh, even like moving to LA puts you even more in front of like all these incredible bands, musicians. Mm-hmm. There's so many people there that are so talented, and you're just mm-hmm. like around music and culture and everything all the time. Like if you find the right niche of people, I feel like it can be a very enjoyable place because there's mm. so much creativity just like in the air all the time. Yeah. Um, mm. And I found some good people. I also found a lot more people who loved cocaine. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. And I'd you never done scene. it before. Yeah. yeah. The Bellevue um, Christian girl. Bellevue Christian girl. <laughs> never in a million years would yeah. I have thought that, um, that I would have, taken any sort of narcotic mm-hmm. that just like mm-hmm. wasn't even in my realm of possibility. It yeah. was something that I had avoided, 
but this is like now tw- 22, I would say, 22 or 23, mm-hmm. right around that time in my life. And I was like, huh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Decided I was going to live with some guy that w- I met through a friend who had this big mansion that his dad had bought for him. And he was like, oh, wow. I'll charge you like 700 bucks a month to live in this place. Wow. I'm a DJ. Wow. Like you can play records. And then it turned into like, I would come home on Fridays after work and he would already be there like, already doing drugs and then mm. it, like all the way through Sunday afternoon it would just be like music playing and people partying and I was like this is oh, my hell wow mm. it sounds so stressful yeah it was yeah. really really stressful yeah. and like dirty and oof yeah anyway mm. so but that was the first exposure into and this is in LA in LA like whereabouts wow. um, not that it matters but no, I'm just kind of picture this house <laughs> was in Century City like okay. in the middle like kind of right outside the very Hasidic Jew neighbor yeah. Jewish neighborhood yeah I know exactly where yeah. it was um it was it was an interesting time, but yeah, that that was my my first foray sort of into like, you know, it was my first time trying cocaine. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. gonna come out and yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hope you guys don't mind. No, but, no, no. We, we, um, we said we we're gonna talk about addiction in this yeah. episode with you. Yeah, I mean it. I um, it's like I was saying, music has has been a godsend, has been lovely, but it has also been like, a, like I was saying, like mm. a way, a facilitator of mm. parties. Mm. And mm. I think that's just like, that's sort of a constant. Like I was at that time too, I was um, convinced I was going to be an event planner. That was my wow. thing. And I, yeah. And oh. I, I, I uh, was running a catering company. I was like their event salesperson at the age of what? 22, 23 yeah. in wow. LA out of the fifth and sunset studios, which oh. were in Santa oh. Monica. Yeah. And um, we, so it was like, I met <laughs> Gary Busey and Whoa. Mr. T. Oh my like, gosh. <laughs> Why were they, who are these random people? What they're, are they doing there? Well, it's a photography studio. So okay. we're going to do photo Gary shoots. Busey. Lots of Playboy bunnies. Wow. wow. Like Jack Black. That was wow. a cool one. That's All the guys from Entourage oh, in like yeah, the classic. heyday Jeremy of Entourage. Piven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but Gary Busey, I guess he was on Entourage a little bit, I think. Was he? I don't yeah. remember. I, I, yeah. I think so. I mean, he that <laughs> guy was wa- speaking nonsense. I had guy. no idea what he was talking about. What but a human. He, that was the day my mom was there to visit me, too. Wow. So it was like a very, yeah, it was, it was a standout day for her. Kelly Man. Clarkson. <gasps> okay, well, <Wow>. okay. <laughs> yeah. That's another There are some that's fun a, ones. One, I mean, yeah. it's fun. But like, again, it's just that general vibe of like people. It's just like fabulous everywhere and everybody's mm. partying and everybody's going to Coachella and going to premieres and like yeah. just, I don't know. Part part of it sounds interesting. Part of it sounds stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I came home eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. I had a little crash and crash and burn when things didn't work out so well. When I, I think I started like kind of drinking, drinking heavily, but didn't want to admit that. Mm -hmm. Or like that was sort of like the first time where I was like, oh, we can do things like sit in a bar all day and day drink. Wow. That's a thing that wow. people do. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. And I just, I, I, now at the time I was like, oh, it's, it's all because it's so stressful here. And hmm. lots of ways to rationalize it. Yeah. yeah. But while I was in LA, I started streaming KEXP online. Like I knew what KEXP was hmm. before I went down there, but then I would um, start streaming. Like when they started streaming online, they're like the mm-hmm. first radio station to do that or whatever. You know, hmm. it's like yeah. their big claim to fame. Yeah. And I started. I started streaming Michelle Meyer's show. She does the Friday night show and she has for years. She moved to Saturday days for like hmm. six months or something. And they're like, no, no, nope. you're back going back to, to go back. Yeah. That's your spot. But I started um, streaming her show on demand. And when I came back, I had like a, what do I want to do with my life? What am I going to do? 
and I um, I started working actually, actually at the Green Lake Bar and Grill. I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys oh, are yeah. familiar. Yeah, is it That's still gone there? Now. Yeah, no, yeah, now it's a Lunchbox there. Laboratory. Yeah, yeah, right. Same owners though. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. How old um, are you at this point? Twenty four. Okay. I'm gonna say yeah, and of course I'm like. I'm convinced that I know I'm going to do exactly what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a woman of, of many. Different Which at that time, what was it? What did you I, think? I was going to be an event planner. Oh, an I event planner still. But okay. I, but I have, <laughs> oh yeah. It's, we're still in that. All right. In that, yeah. <laughs> but I, um, still as like wanted, I just wanted to be around music. So mm-hmm. I wrote, this is back in the days of MySpace. I wrote Michelle, um, a message on MySpace and was mm. like, I love your show. I love KEXP. I'm just like wondering if you need an assistant or mm. if I, I'll like get your tea for you. Or what mm. I think mm. actually my message said, I'll, I'll get I'll be your, your tea, tea or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, wow. and she, she wrote back and was like, oh, we have a really cool song on your profile. So yeah, why don't you come in wow. and meet me? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what was your song? Oh, it was MySpace. a Matthew Deere song. I don't know if you guys no. listen to Matthew Deere at all. Yeah, but. Um, it, it's a it's a cool song. Okay, the, <laughs> song, the artist is called Matthew Deer. Matthew Deer, mm, yeah, he had an, a record out last year. Actually, okay. he's like a cool. I think he's from Minneapolis or oh. Detroit, somewhere. Other There's than enough here. to attract yourself. So <laughs> yeah, it it's um he's he's awesome. But anyway, she was like, yeah, oh, yeah, you're the profile and the profile song is cool, so you can. You can yeah, come over and meet me. me. Yeah, wow. and she she hired me on as her DJ assistant. Um, cool. So the first, why you just self advocate there? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, and she had me come into and she was like, "Okay, I want you to go into the CD library and pick out like ten things that you." would want me to listen to and I want you to burn them onto a CD. And I was like, cool. Girl, I got oh you. Oh my wow. gosh. It's yeah. like your s- magic superpower. My power, power. Yeah. 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 I can remember that day too because she put me, we used to be in a really small building just like right on Denny and Dexter. Yeah. It was a tiny little building and she kind of sat me in the CD library um, and gave me some headphones was like, just like listen to the CDs on here and pick out the tracks that you want and then I'll show you where to burn them. You know, she had me working with her on Friday nights um, mm. as a DJ assistant. You, you pull, a, a lot of the DJs will have lists of CDs or records they want you to pull. Um, and I mean, at the time we were heavily, we were like very CD heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she would like give me a list and I'd go through and just like pull the music for her. And then while she was on air, I would listen to new things that were in rotation and like make recommendations to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a fun, That's such a, it cool. was it a little stressful? It, um, Mostly fun. It was stressful yeah. for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Um, but it is... I just wanted to be there and around yeah. it so bad. And she, uh-huh. you know, she was sort of like, she was good in, in the way that she was. She was like, what do you want to do? How can I help you? Like, mm-hmm. what, oh, what do you want to nice do? And I'm like, person. that's cool. But I, at the time, didn't think anything. I wasn't like, oh, I'm yeah. I'm going to be an event planner. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I want to book bands. Yeah. I want to book bands oh. and do events. Mm. And she actually, at the time, she, you know, John Richards, the yeah. morning show host, she um, introduced me to his now wife, Amy. Okay. Uh, and was like, because Amy was doing, was producing events for KEXP at the time. And so I worked with Amy on some events, like mm. helping to set up. And like mm. at one point, we, we had a, we were throwing a birthday party for John, like the John in the morning at night on his birthday and um, had to print like, a hundred copies of his face and like paste them all over <laughs> Numos before wow. Barboza oh, yeah, was Numos. there. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so I worked with her for a while and just was kind of like, she was trying to get me internships at different venues around the city and it, that didn't really pan out. And I just, throughout this entire time, the partying just kind of got like heavier and heavier. Yeah. And then we kind of, Michelle and I have had a tumultuous relationship from time to time. And like, we've gotten in some disagreements, um, but we, 
at one point stopped working together and I still, or I stopped working with her, yeah. but I was still doing events with KEXP. And then I decided to go back to LA oh, because wow. why not? Wow. Yeah. Oh, I was like, wow. you know, I kept visiting and being like, you know, once, um, the, the novelty comes back cause you're like, Oh, it's so sunny and it smells different. Yes. And like, there's yes. just so much to yep. do here. And hmm. so I'm like, screw it. I, I was like working in a restaurant mm. uh, and I hated every minute of it. Mm. And, mm. um, I, I went from Green Lake to working at Lake Forest Bar and Grill. And then oh, I got appointed oh, to Lake manager. Forest. Oh, so, wow. yeah. hey. And I was like, <laughs> this is not my dream job. Yeah. Um, I, by the way, the people that own that company are lovely. They're like total family to me still. Okay. But I just was like, this is not We're what not I want to do with my life. Lake yeah. 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 And my friend Bonnie lived in LA, who and she's a, a songwriter. She writes for like Katy Perry and oh, Britney wow. Spears and all these people. So okay. she, she's like, you can come live with me for a while. Back to LA, the partying increased. Oh, I was like, man. just you know, I loved oh. it all. I loved the mm-hmm. the drinking and the drugs way more than I should have. Wow. Um, and I, you know, it's like throughout this time, it's like meeting men, getting my heart broken, getting treated like crap, getting mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. after man. But it's like this is the it's because I was spending time with these men that were like just drinking their faces off and mm-hmm. had no direction and like didn't feel like they had to treat you any yeah. specific way yeah. or like yeah. you know what and I think back to like I know I'm worthy of love and yeah. I'm worthy mm-hmm. of like a respect and all that sort of thing but like yeah. I, I was getting wasted all the time mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah you're in this yeah. scene <laughs> yeah and I, I don't think it's like I probably wouldn't have taken me seriously either mm. you know um anyway so I digress Ooh, <laughs> um, but it's yeah I mean it, yeah. it was it was just like kind of heartbreak after heartbreak and getting mm. treated like crap and like just kind of like trying to get my head above water all the time and and trying to like deal with how I felt about life and by my uh, about myself with yeah. my like drinking and drugs mm. drinking and drugs any and any and what kind of drugs are we talking oh <laughs> cocaine mostly yeah. Okay. Yeah. coke a lot of um a lot of weed but like again some people use weed fine some people People don't usually use cocaine well. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. So lots of drinking, lots of coke, hmm. and um, yeah. At this point in my life, I hadn't found opiates yet, really. Hmm. You know, hmm. except for like uh, a couple times. You know, it's like you get surgery and they give you some you right. dental surgery. Yeah. They give right. you a couple of Vicodin. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. wow, this is sweet. I feel weird. Anyway, I I go back to LA. I'm working for this company that uh, it's called Cool House that makes these build your own ice cream sandwiches. So like you choose a cookie and choose mm. an ice cream and you build it and they have this like little, they call it a pimped out ice cream truck that's like pink with chrome wheels and they wow. like go to all these cool events. Like we we're always on okay. movie sets and at Coachella and like at um, what's the, like Diplo's festival and mm. just all these different places. Diplo. It was really cool. Yeah, And I- You have to travel around with it. Yeah, it was. It, it like got us access to a lot of really cool things, and I worked. It's kind of it has some uh, event planning vibes. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, I was their yeah. event place. So I was yeah. planning. I, I was like their general manager, so okay. doing all their events, doing all their sales. 
I learned like a lot about marketing mm-hmm. and um, and like social media management and all that kind of stuff from that company. And it was really fun, but really, really stressful. And I mm. got paid nothing and I had no de- medical insurance. And I just was like, at, yeah. at that point, a doctor prescribed me Xanax. Uh, mm. man, so this is how it starts, isn't it? It's <laughs> dark. Yeah. 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 I mean, she, she put me on Xanax and Wellbutrin at the same time. Mm. And I, um, I turned into kind of like, you know, I think it's easy in, in LA too to like really focus on looks. And mm. I felt like to myself, I was like, I'm getting healthy. I'm like working out all the time. I'm barely mm. eating. Mm. And, um, and it sort of spiraled into like just like compulsive working out and mm. being, and just like and the drinking and like doing drugs and taking Xanax to sleep and then getting up and like doing it all over. It's just burning mm. the so candle stressful. at like eight ends. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, and then I, at one point I was like, I am cured. I can go off of my Wellbutrin. I'll be fine. And oh, within no. like, <laughs> at this time, would you have had anybody in your life that would have been like, Hey, maybe slow down a little bit, Evie. Nobody. And, you would think, well, the problem with me is that I, I present this like having it all under control right, all the time right. until I melt Just, down. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing of like I was talking about with hiding things from my parents. People didn't really, I don't think people really understood that like I was being prescribed Xanax, mm-hmm. but then I also met a guy who sold Xanax and then I was like buying a lot of Xanax and then he was like, yeah. oh, I have these like Norcos too, you know, wow. like essentially mm-hmm. Vicodin was like, wow. here, you want to buy these? And I'm like, sure. So people didn't really realize like how bad it got I don't think yeah, yeah um and neither did I I thought I was completely in their control and I didn't really realize like how realize how much I was um messing with my brain chemistry mm-hmm. throughout this whole time um but I I got in like a I <laughs> I got hit by a car mm-hmm. or hit by a giant flatbed semi truck it turned around me mm-hmm. and like pulled the whole front of my car off Um, off of the the front of my like CRV that I was leasing. And that was the first event in like many and within this span of a month and a half, like that happened. And then I was like, I'm going to go off Wellbutrin and didn't do it with a medic, with a doctor's Mm. like supervision because I couldn't afford to. So I just stopped doing that. And then was like, I'm going to stop like taking as much Xanax and I'm just going to drink more, which Mm. if you know anything about the brain, which I do now, you know that that's a, Horrible, horrible decision because antidepressants do weird things. Xanax certainly is. It's like yeah. a terrible thing to just stop because it, you you like need to be tapered down very, mm. very slowly. And the same goes with alcohol, yeah. like yeah. Xanax and or like benzodiazepines and and um, and alcohol do the same thing and like cause a very weird wiring in your system. And it's very easy to to go into seizure, mm. which is exactly what happened to me. Oh man! So I was at work one day, stressed out, trying to like do a million things LA, at once. Ice cream mm-hmm. truck still shop. still and then well they opened up the shop. They have two shops, one in Elsa, or one in uh, Culver City and one in okay. Pasadena now. Okay. And they okay. had, I mean, there was like. Five trucks in LA, okay. three in New York, two in Miami, wow. two in Austin. Wow. Like uh, trying to just do too much all at one time. Um, and I just dropped at work and had a seizure and I'd never had one before. Oh, that's so and stressful. I have had epilepsy since then. Just Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. That was like a, the perfect storm of mm. like the mix of chemicals and stress and everything in my life. And yeah. it's just, I dropped. And then my bosses like went into my, um, my Gmail, we use Gmail can like mm-hmm. saw that I was gossiping about them and they were oh. like, you're fired. Oh. You stole from the company. And I'm like, I don't oh. know where you got, I never mm. did in yeah. my life. I like yeah. did not steal from them. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, so I got fired while I was in the hospital and then they like denied me, they denied me, um, disability because they found cocaine in my in my bloodstream, Oof. like in the hospital. Mm. So you guys, <laughs> this is just the beginning. We, this uh, is the story. Do we call yeah. that, is that not the rock bottom moment? That is one of the many rock okay, bottom moments. Okay, okay, yeah. oh boy. But I, um, so I made my way back to Seattle because I had no money, I had no job, I had no way to like pay for anything. I had no cell mm-hmm. phone because it was a work cell phone and they mm-hmm. took that back. I had no computer um, and was like sick. You know, yeah. just like couldn't really function. I just felt like I needed to be coddled and went back. And so at the age of 29, I moved back in with my parents mm-hmm. in Bellevue, mm-hmm. which was just lovely. Your dad? My dad and my stepmom, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, my stepmom is an incredible person, has been like a huge blessing in mm-hmm. my life and still is to this day, mm-hmm. like a rock in our family for sure. Um, but w- I moved back in and started working for a restaurant again, started working for Lunchbox Laboratory. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, as like their marketing manager and the drinking just took huh. right off again. Huh. Hmm. I was like, no qualms. Was this when they were in Ballard? No, that this was by the time that they'd moved to South okay. Lake Union okay. and they have one in Bellevue and okay. I was going back and like splitting my time between So they've been there for already like six years? Quite a while. Wow, man, yeah. life goes by fast. I know. Uh, some just, <laughs> I know. Some uh, general phrases that mean nothing, but life yeah, goes by fast. It yeah. does. Because um, I used to go there when they were in Ballard. Yeah, so and that's cool. when it was They're really cool. good. Yeah, and then yeah. they sort of red robined it out. But they, they did. Yeah, when yeah. I went to, uh, we don't need to talk about lunchbox yeah. laboratories, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. I say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I started working there. People that work in restaurants drink. It's just mm-hmm. like a thing. And mm-hmm. people that work there drink a lot. All of a sudden it was, you know, like after coming back from LA, of course you like start to meet people and you meet people that like sell this and sell that. And I yeah. just, I was when it got really bad. I was like, I was in full on, I think just like sad in the fetal position blackout oh. for Gosh. quite a few weeks. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, and... And then I like, I I don't remember how I lost my job at Lunchbox. I just, I was like really miserable there. And I, I think I just like kept kind of like backing out. Like, I only yeah. want to work part time and I only want to do this. And I don't want to mm-hmm. be on the floor. And they're like, we don't, we really don't need you if you're not mm-hmm. going to do your job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just, I don't, it's all kind of a blur, but I just rem- like be, remember being like just horribly sad. Yeah. Mm. You know, I, I started kind of like buying Percocet here oh, and there yeah. mm-hmm. and then like taking, but they're so strong. You can only take like a little bit yeah. of time, at a time. And then like a friend of mine started kind of like giving me more access to it because mm. they had a fairly large habit. And yeah. I just like it, it got worse and worse. And I thought I, I thought I was immune to like, I thought I could control it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like newsflash, you can't control hardcore opiates. And I d- had mm. no idea. So <clears throat> newsflash to myself. <laughs> newsflash. But I mean, honestly, if anybody, for the people that are listening, I think this is an important story for people yeah. to hear. You yeah. Know? And we, I, we work with teenagers mm-hmm. and it's like, um, I think it's a good, it's a good story for people to hear. It's a cautionary tale. Cautionary tale. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And I'm totally fine with that being the case too. I want to like, 
Because they, they really think they're invincible, <laughs> and it's it's really hard. We just did a survey recently about what kids want to hear from from us, and and one of them was one of the top ones was drugs and alcohol and partying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like typically I tend not to talk about that since I think it's such a cliche youth director thing yeah. to do. Yeah. But I'm like I I think our kids want to hear us talk about it, and so we we need to find some good ways to talk about it. But yeah. Hearing stories, this is good. Yeah. I mean, and not it's, good that it, it happened. You obviously. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, it, you, it's so easy to get kind of swept up in how much, especially when like if you're unhappy and where you are and you're happy in your, in your home life or you're unhappy with yourself or any, there's, it's so easy to get swept up in like, this is a good way to forget because you're having so much fun in the moment and things are exciting. And you know, I, there, I did a lot of stupid stuff. There's a lot of stuff that I wish I'd maybe gone a little bit softer and like maybe Mm. not gone so hard in the damn paint. You know oh, what I yeah, mean? But I, I, I had a lot of fun. I just wish that maybe I'd chilled a little bit more. It's been a yeah. little more time in my health anyway. Mm. Yeah. At this point in my life, I've discovered the joys of opiates. Mm-hmm. Opiates at first give you a sort of, um, uh, I'm sure you've experienced, I'm sure you've seen it cause you have some, a relationship with mm. somebody who, um, is involved with, with the opiate. Oh, opi- <laughs> opiates in particular. Yeah. yeah. And it can, it can like give you like a crazy sense of euphoria and you become almost like manic. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, you want to clean and you want to talk and make oh, plans yes. and you just like on this high until you get, until it gets to be too much. And then you sort of like, you get sleepy and you can't keep your eyes up and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But I, I was ex- in this, like the beginning of it, it's just, um, it's just all that like sort of manic euphoria yeah. and you don't really realize. And then you're like, oh my God, like my, my body isn't functioning properly. Mm. And you know, then you're depressed and the only thing that makes it better is like, anyway, yeah, it, it got worse and worse. The addiction got worse and worse and worse. Um, where I would like just not, I was like blacking out, not remembering things that were happening, happening a lot. Um, not like nodding off while I was trying to work, trying to like work a million jobs and like present this, like I'm totally fine. Mm, Everything is okay here. Um, And then I blew through all my money. I didn't have any, like I couldn't, I I, like was to the point where I was like, I don't, I can't even eat, Mm. but I'm like scrounging Mm. every single dollar together just to like buy drugs every day. Who are you living with at this point? Myself. Okay. Mm. I moved into, when I moved out of that place with, with my mom, I moved into a little, crappy basement apartment that was like a thousand dollars a month in Wedgwood mm-hmm. hmm. for, and I had like a, um, a bathroom was adjacent. So I had to like walk into someone's home across a hall wow. and sh- a ba- shared a bathroom with her old elderly cat that would like pee on the floor all wow. the time. You know, wow. it was just, yeah, so this I was is just miserable. a grim scene. So grim. Really it was grim. just like, you know, couldn't just couldn't keep my life together. Um, hmm. and I find I like <laughs> this is we're almost to the end of the story I promise <laughs> we're getting there but we you know I'm like like I said I, I'm like working I'm working at a restaurant and I'm also like working for this yogurt company I won't say their name but like I, I, two jobs that I hate with a passion just mm-hmm. like trying to make every dollar and spending every single dollar that came in mm-hmm. on um, on drugs trying not to get sick because at that point yeah. you're like not even really 
getting high anywhere. You're just like not sick yeah. all the time. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? And mm-hmm. otherwise you're like drenched in sweat and you're achy and you feel like oh. you're going to throw up oh. and it's just like oh. a miserable yeah. existence. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, then once you like work all day, like a maniac and you get this stuff and you can like relax again. Yeah. And it's just like a cycle hmm. of BS over yeah. and over. I was, I've never been, honestly, I've never been so miserable in my life. Obviously. I also like, didn't date anybody for two years. I was just like extremely single, like wouldn't let anybody touch me or get near me because I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, putting up this like weird wall of... Yeah, you're just in this kind yeah, of... Yeah, I was like hole. isolating, yeah. hardcore. So I be, I get to the point where I don't have rent money anymore. I'm like behind on rent. This woman's like, you have to leave and I have nowhere to go. I can't find an apartment because I don't have any money to like put a deposit down or anything. So my, I have a couple friends that lived... Um, like a mile down the road in Wedgwood, and we're like, you can live in our in our room, another room that we have in our house for a couple of months while you like get you know, while you transition. I was like, oh great, my rent will be four hundred dollars. Guess how much more money I'm gonna have to spend on drugs? Wow. Um, yeah. And it just and then I stopped paying them rent, and it just like got really bad. Like our relationship soured a lot. And the first night that I moved in, um, we were moving. And they made me they made me spaghetti and. I was like trying to eat and and like nodding off into mm. my food the whole time. And my they confronted me a couple of days later. Well, the, the girl, my friend Renee did and was like, what's happening? Like, this is a parent. You have changed as a person. Mm. You're nodding off into your food. Like other people have said stuff to us. What's happening? And I'm like, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. This went on for a little while longer. And I finally got to the point where I was like, I am so done. Mm-hmm. I do not want to feel this way anymore. Mm-hmm. I am so miserable. Somebody please help me. And I'd started like reaching out to some people that I saw posting stuff on Facebook or like people mm-hmm. that talked about the program or mm-hmm. talked about like sobriety and stuff started reaching out and they were like, if you ever need help, like I can take you to a meeting, I can do whatever you need. And I just, it's a hard thing to admit you're an addict to a Ooh. room full of people oh, for the yeah. first time. Oh, it's imagine. scary. Yeah. Um, when you're fully, you're like, I am actually the, admitting this to myself yeah. Yeah. and also yeah. to all these people now know. Everyone knows. Yeah, I just I just started telling people and people mm-hmm. that I knew and people that I loved yeah. and they were like, okay, we're going to get you help. We tried calling detox centers. We tried calling rehabs. We tried all this stuff and people were like, no, you have to, if you only have Medicare, if you're only like on public insurance, you, you're not going to get like very good care. Mm. Or one play, one detox place told me that I was taking too much and I had to scale back my addiction in order to come in and oh. I was taking oh too much for them. To, and I'm like, it oh, was just, it was shoot. really devastating. So we just went to the emergency room and Riley, my friend, my, the girl who, uh, grew up with me, just like sat there with me and mm. they gave me like the appropriate medications to kind of like lower my blood, pre- blood pressure and, you know, like a Benadryl, like this will help you calm down a little mm-hmm. bit. But, um, and I went home and got in and started like researching Music Cares, mm. um, which mm. is a foundation um, that's part of like a, a part of the Grammys Foundation. Um, and it's heavily funded by musicians. Um, so it's like, I think Bruce Springsteen has like a big part of it mm. and like mm. Bono has a big part oh, of it, wow. but they, they fund people in the music industry of people that need like medical treatment or drug treatment, or if they need, if they're like, say their band equipment was stolen, they'll help oh, like pay their music bills. Cares. Music mm. cares. Music okay. cares. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But I'd, I'd heard that there was a, there was a guy who owns one of the venues in town was telling me at one time that he, um, was 
doing a fundraiser to pay back Music Cares. And I didn't really realize at the time like what it was or why he was doing it. And then like as I started trying to think of ways to get help or get treatment, like what could I do, I reached out to them. And I basically... It took a while because I continued being an active user. Even mm-hmm. after I went to like get help, I yeah. was like, you know, you don't stop, unfortunately. Yeah, it's you really, you I haven't tried, gotten help. I tried a million times to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to try Kratom. I don't know if you guys have yeah. heard of Kratom. I'm going to try Kratom. I'm just going to like smoke weed and relax or like just take some Xanax to like take the edge off. And no, mm. nothing nothing works. Yeah. You're just like, I, I feel like crap for three straight days. I'm just going to go get high and make this go yeah. away. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're... Yeah, um, mm. drug <laughs> drug addicts don't really like pain uh, very much, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I I got in touch with the people at Music Cares. I told them what my situation was. I just like kept calling in that like l- sort of like happy motivated state when I was high. I was like, I just need to like talk to somebody right now while I'm like up, you know, I just kept, I was like, I have this issue. I need help with this. And they made me go through like a whole application process. So I had to like fill out this whole application. I had to get like testimonials. I had to put together like all these videos that I'd done with like local bands because they Mm -hmm. wanted to know that I was some sort of a figure within the scene here in Seattle that was like Mm -hmm. giving a platform to to musicians or that I was actually like doing something in the in the Music local world. community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they so they called me, I remember it was on a Wednesday as I was like leaving my dealer's house and driving to work. They called me and were like, "We um we have accepted your application. We found you a bed at um or we've accepted your application. We found you a bed. We can get you in." Like as soon as Friday, I will be ready for you at Lakeside Milam in um, in Kirkland. Um, I just like packed up my entire life, wow. and my little brother drove over from Montana and picked me up and drove me there. And that's very courageous. I myself in. Wow. But I had to. Oh, and the other part of it is I had to be like. Um, so John, <laughs> John Richards, who's my boss, oh, yeah, yeah. for you know the morning show host. Who's a lovely man? I love very much. He is. He can be an intense fella, and it, you know he really cares about his job, and he really cares about of what course, we're doing. He's like, yeah, he's, yeah. Gonna, he's not going to take any prisoners. And I, um, I had to call him and be like, or write him an email. And was like, hey, could you have like a few minutes? I just need to talk to you tomorrow, hopefully. Mm. <laughs> and um, went in, and I was still at the point where I was extremely ashamed of what mm. was happening, and like couldn't I wasn't open and I went and I was like I have to go to like an emotional um emotional rehab and he was like uh-huh okay mm, <laughs> you go take care of yourself he was yeah. really sweet about it. he gave a yeah. huge hug like your show on Sunday just play all the music that makes you happy and take mm. the like your show will mm. be here when you get back mm. take care of yourself your wow. mental health is important you're oh. important yeah KXP is a him. lovely place. So by sweet. The way. Yeah, they're very supportive. Um he was like I have to tell a couple of people like in HR and our you know like you're other bosses but we're like this is between us just like go get well and I'll check in with your family like make sure you're okay so I did my show on Sunday told a lot of people I was going to emotional rehab, emotional rehab. <laughs> I didn't tell my listeners but I like I saw a lot of people there and I was like I'm going to take some time away yeah. um, and I, I, even when I came out I still was struggling with telling people that but yeah I went to Lakeside Milam I was there um for a month, I hadn't like I had had insomnia for years. I hadn't I didn't sleep for like the first couple of weeks, and then I started sleeping. And wow. I was like, Whoa, what's sleep. happening? Yeah, yeah. We, did, we didn't have like we had no caffeine, no sugar, no music, no TV. 
No phones, no nothing okay. for 30 days. Let me say one thing. Is is do you is this a a part of the story where you feel like it's like kind of turning around? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is what I want to say. Let's take a short break. <laughs> when we come back, I think the story is taking a bit of a turn. And we're excited to hear about the upswing or rehab or whatever. We're gonna listen yeah, when we come it, back. It gets yeah. better. Okay, when we come better. back. Hey y'all, it's Macy and Scott here with a quick interruption in this music interlude. I hope you're enjoying this episode. We know it's kind of a heavier one and we wanted to provide a few quick resources if you are struggling with addiction or know someone struggling with addiction or mental health issues. Um, So one of the quick and easiest things that we found in looking for resources was the National Helpline. Uh, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration has a free confidential 24-hour, 24-7, 365-day-a-year treatment and referral and information service that's both in English and Spanish for individuals and families facing mental and or substance use orders. Um, So that's just the national helpline. The number that you can call is 1-800-662-HELP-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. and you can call anytime and you'll get resources and connected in ways. Um, yeah. yeah. And then the two other resources are uh, Alcoholics Anonymous website, and that's just uh, AA.org, www.aa.org. Uh, so they have a ton of resources on their website. They have uh, hotlines, uh, phone numbers you can call. And then the other one, which is also a really great resource for people struggling with addiction, is Al Anon. And that's A-L-A-N-O-N. And that's uh, alanon.org. So A-L-A-N-O-N.org. And they have a ton of great resources too. And um, we just say uh, reach out, get help, talk to people, um, get support. I don't I don't think you can do this on your own. Mm-mm. And um, I, it does seem like uh, uh, it, it's hard. Like that initial first step uh, requires a lot of courage, courage, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it seems like it's a somewhat potentially humiliating to admit you you need help, but it is the strongest, most important thing you do. And I guarantee there's people around you that are just waiting to support you if yeah. you're struggling with this in any way. So, yeah. And if you check out our website, no small for this episode, we'll post additional resources online um, there. So you can check that out and find um, further ways that maybe you can uh, get help or maybe we'll post some resources for if you're looking to help someone you know. So there it check is. Check it out. Back to the episode, everyone. We are back, everybody. And I'll just say, I, I just say, you know, listening to this story, it is, it is sad and depressing and tragic. And yeah. I just want to say for, as a disclaimer, cause I'm paying attention to how I'm responding in real time. And obviously it's interesting recording a podcast and listening back to yourself and hearing how you respond. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. in past episodes, I've been in my mind too enthusiastic about something someone says, like somebody be like, and then I went and um, got gas at the gas station. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like, maybe trying to be really excited about what the person's saying. I'm like, that didn't merit that response. Yeah. <laughs> but I am, I, I am say, thinking like, you know, there is a little bit of uh, making light of 
this mm. in retrospect. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and I've been like, saying this with a smile on my face. Yeah, and yeah, and then when, there's yeah. moments where I'm laughing, but also kind of nervous laughing. Yeah, and I just want to say I don't. None of us take this lightly or think it's funny, but um, maybe maybe there is some sort of catharsis about looking back on it and being able to laugh at points and be like, mm. oh, what was I thinking? Yeah, and, but obviously, this is like a very like. PSA type moment, but like addiction is not a laughing matter, folks. <laughs> so it is not, and like like I was saying, like I say this all with a smile on my face. And it, I we did a um, a music heels day at KEXP, mm. and I went mm. on air and told this almost this whole thing, maybe not in as much detail, but I told my story and was so afraid that I was mm-hmm. gonna like sob on air mm-hmm. and I was gonna get all emotional, but there is like a level of catharsis to just like talk about it because yeah. I feel like it's, it's even if it makes people uncomfortable or even if it warrants like a, an awkward giggle, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. from either side, it's, um, it's still just like important to say because it's, you know, a lot of people are going through some really hard stuff yes. yeah. and yes. are in a lot of pain and, and having empathy and, um, and, and just trying to understand as much as you can, I think is really important for people who are not struggling with addiction. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. both of you understand that very yeah. well. Um, I just, I understand it from the other side and I think that's, it's a good disclaimer. It's like, yeah. we may be yeah. making light of this, but people are really, really hurting and really, really struggling. So mm-hmm. anything that you can do as a person who I'm from either side, I guess yeah. Yeah. if you need help, get help. Yeah. If you can give help, then give it, yeah. you know, yeah. or offer this it is at real. least. So anyway, Back Ooh, to you. Big stuff. Oh, back to <laughs> me. I, I'm, I'm making a speech here, Evie. You're interrupting my speech. No, no, I'm done. I, I don't have much more to say no about that. PSA. But uh, we're, we are getting to this sort of rehab. rehab. Yeah, to the no rebirth. Music, story. No music, yeah. no TV, yeah. no sugar. No sugar, yeah. No drugs. No, nothing. Um, and it's like pulling teeth to get a melatonin. Um, mm. And they're like, here, have some chamomile tea. That'll mm. make you feel better. I'm like, mm. okay, we're not sleeping, we're not sleeping. Then all of a sudden it's like, you're falling asleep and like waking, you know, and the, you wow. have like regimented times and mm. you can't be like watching TV as you fall asleep or listening to anything. Like they're forcing you to like get back in the swing of things of being a normal human. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh. here's what you have to do. You go to sleep, you wake up, you eat at the same time every day, all three meals. You go to like the same classes at the same time every day and get back in a normal schedule. You know, I know that like a lot of addicts just have this like crazy, unregimented life. Yeah. And you're not like, I mean, you're like not paying your bills and you're not eating correctly. You're not Mm -hmm. showering and just like all the basics. Yeah. The basics falls to the wayside because the only thing that's important is like, you know, this fueling, this addiction every day, whatever it is, whatever some substance it is. Um, I think a lot of what treatment is, is removing you from the situation Mm -hmm. and getting, teaching you ways to like, to deal with, to like live life again and mm-hmm. how to deal with things that come cool. your way. Um, when Lakeside Milam is also not on a lake, by the way, okay. nowhere near the okay. freaking lake. Lakeside. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It's over um, by, you know, where Juanita Community Church is. In yeah. Juanita. Yeah. That yeah. was what the church that okay. I grew up in. Oh, wow. It's right down the street. Interesting. From there, which mm. is highly depressing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's by, almost or something. I don't know. Um, what is it? Fairfax? Do you know where Fairfax Hospital yeah. is? It's like yeah. right next door okay. to there. Huh. <laughs> also extremely depressing because yeah. Fairfax is a place where it's like a dark sort of hosp- hospital. Yeah, it There's, is. It's an, an unhappy hospital. Mm. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's, um, it, it, like, they use the 12 step 
groups um, as like their foundation um, for the for the program. The, yeah. and what they teach in there is the twelve steps, and to follow the twelve steps, um, and they take you they take you to meetings. So you're going you're going to AA and NA meetings um, with people that come in and like you know drive they'll drive you out to meetings just to like mm-hmm. meet people. You're supposed mm-hmm. to get a sponsor, start working with a sponsor, and working the steps, um, and. Yeah, I I mean you're like, you know, reading through, um, reading through the big book, learning more about like the history, and mm-hmm. we yeah. had um, like little groups of groups of women. We had to do things like, you know, have our um, our family members write letters to us about how the, our addiction mm. has affected them. Never wow. have I felt like I felt like I was getting just like. Just like punched in the heart mm. to like read something like this is oh. how you've affected my life from my sweet oh. stepmom, you know, mm. just like, and you know, I mean, the stuff that you mm. you know, but like to hear it to and you have to have read it, it out loud to and your group of people, high. yeah, and you're just like raw Present. emotion and you're confused yeah. and but I was, um, as crappy as it was to be in that place and it, because you were just like isolated from the world. And um, you're away from all your friends. You don't know anybody. You have to make mm-hmm. all like you know, I. Thankfully, I went with like a an amazing group of people that were so nice and so mm. like I. That was like the first time I belly laughed mm. in as long as I could remember. Just like meeting all oh. these people, they're all going through the same thing, and they're all just like this joy is like oh, bubbling up wow. inside of them again. Mm. Yeah, and everybody and That's nobody so has sweet. cell phones to look at. So yeah, wow. has, is forced to talk to each other and like, yeah, it was really lovely. Um, so. Go ahead. I have a question. Say- Are you, did you take any like medicine to help the process or were you just like cold, cold cut? turkey? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And that's the thing about opiates too is like, you feel like you're going to die. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're going to, to like just explode and die. But, um, they are one of the better things to try and come off of. And it, mm. at that point I hadn't been taking benzos that often. I really wasn't drinking that much anymore. It was mm. just had like yeah. narrowed down to like this one thing and Percocet. it was just like Percocet yeah. all the yeah. time and I you know and I it wasn't even just that I was like popping them I was like snorting Percocet at that mm. point Oof. and it was I mean there now like I think about the, those 30 milligram pills mm-hmm. are given to pa- to cancer patients you know mm. what I mean it's like it's not a small deal now it would make me sick yeah. to take something like yeah. that you yeah know? but then it yeah. was just like three in a row, no big deal. It's like, wouldn't do anything anymore. And now they're, they're pressing pills. I mean, Mm -hmm. with fentanyl Mm -hmm. and, um, and like sugar, you know, making it look like Percocet. So who knows what it was, but it was like a, it was a fairly, and the, and the, the amount of times that I'd tried to like detox myself, this was the least painful of all of them, but they gave Mm -hmm. me things like, they give you clonidine to like kind of bring your heart pressure or your heart rate down and like, They'll give you some Benadryl to mm-hmm. help you sleep, and, and that's it. That's it. Wow, like cold turkey. Wow. Yeah, and they're just mm. like sweat it out, get through it. We're not gonna like give you a crutch. You know, yeah. this is your new life. You're gonna feel things. Yeah. So this was mm. this was a month. I was in there for a month, and then you came yeah. out, and then I came out, and I just kind of and oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I moved into an Oxford house. Okay, um, and I what is an Oxford house? An Oxford house is a sober ho- sober living yeah. house. Okay. Um, it's like a democratically run mm. um, seri- or, uh, um, series of housing all around the world. But 
I think that we have the, if I'm remembering correctly, we have the highest concentration here in Washington, mm-hmm. but we have like different, we had different chapters. So it was oh, kind of like, great. yeah, it was, it was pretty silly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're living in a house with, I was living in a house with seven other women, which in itself can be really difficult. Right. Um, and you, and then you're a part of like this, um, it's kind of like, you know, yeah, all these different houses are like in your chapter. So you'll hmm. go and like participate in fundraising and, um, and like rule, you know, making of rules and all that kind of stuff. And we mm-hmm, had like a mm-hmm. very structured house. So they expect you have to be sober for 30 days before you get there. Mm-hmm. If you use your kicked out with, and you have to leave in 15 minutes, mm-hmm. they randomly drug wow. test. You have to keep your room clean, your bed made. Like Whoa. you do, they rotate with chores. You're expected to do like a deep cleaning chore every week. Mm-hmm. They mean business. They mean business yeah. and they don't mess around. So you're all. living at the Oxford house and were you back now at KXP? Yeah. Okay. I just came right back. All right. And, oh, and they just, yeah, I just went right back into it again. Bumbershoot huh. weekend. Uh, oh boy. Wow. Yes. Um, and it was weird. I felt awkward, but the entire time I was in treatment, I was thinking, uh, there was like one specific song from pond who's one of my Mm. very favorite Mm. bands Mm. and it's like i just like kept i I would like all these this song would like play over and over and over because i Mm. had nowhere no like music to listen to and i just couldn't get couldn't wait to get back and like get in the booth and play it as loud as i could you know so it was it was really fun to get back in there and be like i'm back i'm back bitches (laughs) and we're gonna play some music yeah Yeah. 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 (laughs) um but i I fit. I moved into an Oxford house. Um, I was, I was at that time doing, uh, working through the steps, going to a lot of meetings. We were, mm-hmm. were required. We were required to go to three meetings a week there. Um, so I was going to to a lot of meetings, working with a sponsor. Um, everyone I knew was. I was trying to like, you know, only really associate with people that were. Now that was all I was like, I just, this is my new life. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to be in the program. I'm going to have to be a sober person. I'm going to have to have sober friends. My boyfriend's going to be sober. Just like, yeah. What was, what, what in your mind all of a sudden switched to that where you were willing to, to, to switch like that, to well, give it up? What they, basically what they told us was you have been living your life incorrectly yeah. this entire time. This is what has led you here. Now listen to us and do what we say and we huh. will tell you the right way to do things. Huh. And I was like, mm. I mean, I'm pretty miserable, so yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and try what you what you mm. have to say. Mm. Um, That's cool because my I have no statistics on this, but my guess would be like forty percent would that would work. Yeah, I don't know. No, I definitely, hear, not, it's not just like a you go you go to this thing and it's done. No, you know? I I hear I've heard statistics that it's like ten percent of people that go to treatment actually stay sober. Okay, wow, so, okay. so it's I like, like a you're very small percentage. Yeah. Encouraging, I think another part. Yeah, an encouraging story here. I, I'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah, I just, you know, um, I, I it w- my life turned around very quickly um, and, and very, it was just like, it felt sort of incredible. And I know a lot of people say like, you're on uh, this thing called a pink cloud when you're yeah. in treatment, when you're first mm. newly sober and like that'll go away and life will come back. And it most certainly did. Like everything seemed so like shiny and bright and new yeah. and like, Really terrible stuff has happened since then. Right, like right, I've yeah. just I've had to deal with like a lot of like terrible, heart wrenching, like heartbreaking things, and been and had to feel everything, and it's been uncomfortable, oh. and mm. I've had crazy cravings, and like 
the, and I've not, I don't go to 12 step meetings anymore mm-hmm. because I didn't, I felt like I, I didn't meet anybody that I could really like connect with and relate with yeah, uh, or relate to. And I also like, there was some like weird inappropriate stuff with men and mm-hmm. I didn't okay. feel well, safe or like welcome. Even if mm-hmm. with women's meetings, it just, I didn't feel like I was getting what I needed. Mm-hmm. So my, wow. my sobriety has turned to like this, the KEXP community mm-hmm. and like the strength that I feel with like people, you know, especially after going on air and talking about um, my, during the music heals, like my struggle and like my, you yeah. know, my, my progress and mm-hmm. what's going on. And like, it was incredible. Like the, mm-hmm. the feedback from that, like people saying, well, you've inspired me to go to treatment or you've inspired me to like try something new or like I, um, you know, just looking at you with a different light and listening to KEXP with a different light. And we, I'm just like so proud of you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, mm-hmm. there was like a, this, wonderful community that KEXP provides. So like, that's a huge thing. It's like a, a big motivator in my life. Like if there's ever times where I'm sitting there, I'm like, <laughs> I, I admittedly, there's times where I'm sitting there and I'm like, I would love to get high right now. I just want to yeah. drown out oh, the noise. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I, I work, I work as a legal assistant and then I also work in KEXP. So mm-hmm. I like I'm back and forth all the time. I have a relationship. I have like all those real world troubles. I have yeah. like people just hollering on Instagram and I don't want to talk to anybody. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's the same thing people that we all deal with. People asking you to be on podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, so not that. Me. <laughs> I mean more just like not being able to disconnect. Right. And yeah. that was like a yeah. big thing that I could do for a long time was just like hmm. disconnect from everything, but it was a, a bad way of doing it. Right. Hmm. So mm-hmm. there's, there's times where I'm sitting there and I'm like, I would love to get high right now, mm-hmm. but then it's just like the automatic... <laughs> you have this and you have this and you have this and you have this and you are thriving girl you're thriving mm-hmm. because you because you're not snorting drugs it's yeah. like look at your life look how it's blossomed mm. you're in love yeah. mm. you're like uh, you have an I have an incredible job I got a job at a law firm that like you know and I have this like I make good make enough money I don't make good money let me just <laughs> retract that money. I make enough money to Decent eat money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and pay for therapy yeah. so that's yeah. what's important um and I I have a great place to live I love where I live I love is like I have a better relationship with my family yeah. I'm saving money like mm. just the things that like I can go to the dentist I wouldn't do that for years and years mm. like things that I I didn't get to do as an adult I'm able to do now and I'm happy and I have it's been a, it was a really really long time I couldn't remember the last time I I said I was happy like before mm. you know I, and I've been consistent like Minus a couple of blips at like the end of the year, I had a little, some shitty stuff happen, s- crappy stuff happen. <laughs> um, I did so well for yeah. so long there. Sorry, yeah. everyone. Oh, you're good. Um, but you know, I, um, to be able to like to face that and come through on the other side and like mm. realize the feelings and like where they came from and and why they happened mm. and move through that and yes. feel everything and mm-hmm. remember everything and be you know <sighs> in it. Anyway, hmm. we're, we're, a, we're kind of on holy ground hearing this story. You know, yeah. it's a really, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I don't know, grateful, grateful. Yeah. I hope that doesn't <laughs> sound flippant. Grateful. No, I, uh, you Honored. know, it doesn't yeah. at all. I mean, it's, it's like, I sometimes feel like me being like, oh, the KXP community is like holding me up, but I'm like, hmm. 
no, it's not flippant. That's like, or it's like, the not, truth. It's it what's is happening. absolutely the truth. And like being creative and, and, um, and like in such an exciting place and getting to like share a message and share like, a, a you know, things like someone wrote me recently and said, my daughter was just born while we were listening to your show or, your show. or like another guy wrote mm. me and was like, we named our daughter after you. Or like you play, you play just as my, um, just as my friend and I walked out of his sister's funeral, you were playing his band on, you know, it's just like things like Whoa. that. Just being able to like be a part yeah, of that Yeah, that feels stuff. like it like a, gets at your romantic side. You yeah. have a romantic side. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all very high fidelity, romantic music connections. Yeah. Does this have anything to do like with that. the Enneagram 6? Oh, 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 we can <laughs> talk know. about that. No. <laughs> Don't get us started on yeah. that. Hey. Yeah, that be- <laughs> oh, yeah, I am... Um, it has been a lovely journey. It was a friggin' horrific, terrible yes. time for yes. many years. What you a guys, story. Um, through it all, I think yeah. like the most important important thing to stress is that music has been like a lovely undercurrent. It may have like facilitated the drinking and the drugging sometimes, mm. but that was only strictly by choice. And I think like having music in my life has always been cathartic and like more ways than one. And now it is more important to mm-hmm. me mm. than ever when I can find time for it, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. with a busy life that I lead. But I like, I, um, I, yeah, I can just appreciate it more than ever now. And it's been a, a cool journey to like kind of, um, reconnect with music when I'm not high yeah. or reconnect mm-hmm. with me when it mm-hmm. doesn't include partying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like, it's just something that like really means a lot to me and I get to share it. I get to yeah. force my musical tastes on other yeah. people. <laughs> I am so lucky to have the job that I have. So yeah, this is the right guest on the podcast. We the feel great the same guest. way. The you know, our guest. first episode was about playlist making. And it's curating it's the perfect playlist. Yeah. perfect playlist. We love yeah. it. Do you guys have a um, a playlist like channel for your no. podcast? No. We, we don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be like on Spotify or something? Yeah. Well, okay. you could you could make s- playlists like from your Spotify and just post. You guys have like we should. We should. We, we don't. Oh well, that's a big thing. <laughs> we'll our our SoundCloud <laughs> doesn't sync up with Spotify, so like our our podcast isn't available on Spotify, but it does seem appropriate to have like a. S- no small thing channel mm-hmm. where we could post our playlist. We should. That would be super fun. Yeah. I highly recommend And then we it. could like do a little episode, a little mini episode on what the <laughs> a bonus episode on what, what the, the new are. playlist is all about. Yeah. 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 Oh, Good idea. Big. Thanks. And you could do guest playlists too. Yeah. You could always oh, do yes. guest playlists. Have Damn. your. Oh, yes, man. You're coming up with. Guest playlists. Fire ideas right now. <laughs> uh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, and it also seems like you are using your Instagram in some ways to draw attention to yeah. addiction and, and your past and stuff like that. I am. Yeah. I just hope that um, with, uh, with speaking openly about what it is that I, just like we all struggle, mm-hmm. some of us with other things than other, you know, uh, yeah. with more, um, how do I say this? <laughs> with worse things than others in some yeah, ways, yeah. things yeah. are more life devastating things than others. More but harmful, I think, more detrimental. Yeah. yeah. And debilitating. Uh, yes. Yeah. That, um, I think that um, there is still such a stigma. I think it's it's starting to get better, but there's still such a stigma. And I, even before I went into treatment, I was yeah. like, I couldn't tell people that I was going to treatment. Yeah. Right, now I'm like, right. yeah, I yeah. went, look at me now. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, things are good. But um, I think that it's important with somebody, or I hope that, that people take my... Um, that like watch what I do and take my opinion to heart. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I, I would hope that, that I, they listen to what I have to say or that they take what I have to say seriously. And I, um, I think it's really important that, like I was saying, like it's important that we know that there's people that are struggling and we mm-hmm. have empathy and we, ha- we have an open heart for, yeah. for people that, that just need the help. And people, those people aren't going to get them that help unless we are used to the idea yeah. that this is happening. This is happening. And it's not just like, it's not just the person you see that like you think is the typical yeah. drug user, like yeah. the person that you see on the street, even the people on the street, people have mental illness. Oh, you guys, yeah. God, it like breaks, breaks my heart. But yeah, too. I just, I, um, I, my thing is, um, is just trying to like force it on people mm. that, yeah. <laughs> that it's normal. It happens. It happens to people that you don't even think it's happening it's to. It's probably even if yeah, happening no to more people yeah. than you know. Yeah. Yeah. And like, People are going to need help, and you should be there hmm. if you can. Hmm. You know, um, and it's it, and not to think of them as like, you know, I I think even with some of my family members that that we, they, don't, we, we don't have a studio. This is I just know. a house. There are house noises and happenings. So. <laughs> yeah, people, yeah. people got to eat. Yeah. People gotta eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh. Have empathy. Have love, empathy. Your, <laughs> love your fellow humans. Uh, maybe maybe help. say, obviously, if you agree with this, but just uh, this idea of like, uh, if you have somebody that you may suspect is an addict, it's not necessarily loving to ignore it or gloss over it. Yeah. You may think it's like, oh, I don't want to ruffle any feathers or bother them or cause disruption in the relationship, mm-hmm. but it's worth it, it seems like, right? Yeah. If Renee hadn't have said something to me, that girl I was with, Justin's wife, yeah. if she hadn't have said... Um, that she noticed and wanted to know what was happening. And mm-hmm. I wasn't, un- I mean, I was in the place at that point where I was like, okay, I'm ready to admit it now. Mm-hmm. But like people had been saying things to me, like there was people along the way, like my my parents asking me what was going on and like my family asked me what was going on. And then I had another friend ask me like why I was nodding off at one point and yeah. I just brushed it under, you know, but it like and people kept bringing it up and it sort of like brings an awareness yeah. to yeah. you. But I think it's important that you... Um, yeah, that you not mess around. Just like say something, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, and it, you can. It doesn't have to be presented as like, um, "What are you doing? Yeah. You're mm-hmm. a crappy person. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you would be doing this." Just like, "Hey, I know. Like, if you need anything, I don't know. I, I kind uh. of. <laughs> I know. I like just <laughs> went off, to, but I'm like, you can be gentle about it, but also like a firm but gentle. Well, it sounds like the Oxford houses yeah. were firm. And that was kind of necessary. Yeah. They're like, yeah. we yeah. are here for you. Your rent yeah. will be inexpensive, but you're going to have to live in the room with another person with a divider up to yeah. keep you two, you know, like keep your wall divided and we're not going to mess around. Like right. you have to get your chores done or you get fined. And if yeah. you get like a certain amount of fines, you're out. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but yeah, firm, but gentle, I think is a good thing. And, but firm everybody but has to come to the realization on their own and yeah. decide they want help because for so many years. It's hard. Yeah. Oof. And I think just having grace for people in this situation. I mean, I don't know who's listening to this, but I bet parents of kids are. Yeah. Kids who kids. are maybe having friends dealing with yeah. this. I just, it affects I don't everybody. know. And this, it's an epidemic. The opioid yeah. thing is an yeah. epidemic. Yeah. The more we can hear stories. I'm really, just thank you for yeah. sharing. Yeah. I If there, if I could say, if there was like, you know, I don't think that I would, it's like I was saying before, I had I had a lot of fun, but things got really dark. And I just, if I could, if I, like you were saying, if there's like, if there's children or not children, but like people that are in a sort of uh, the position where they can start doing these things, just don't. 
Yeah. Mm. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. No. It's like yeah. you can still go to concerts. You don't have to do the drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it, like find you a group of people yeah. who wants to who wants to like live a happy full life and go still experience things and go move to LA. Go to Coachella. It doesn't mean that you have to do drugs. Mm. Yes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because like, you just are you're not gonna know how it's going to affect you if you are an addict or not, or if it's going to like grab you. Like I never thought. I was going to be going to go down a rabbit hole of of, yeah. of opiates, but I would just if I were if I was to go back and and like start again, I'd be like, mm, I'm good. I'm just going to read some more books. Mm. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to like learn how to cook better, and you know, it just travel more, save my money, save mm. for retirement. There's just like a million things that would be much more valuable to me than like having a bunch of drunken experiences. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, Cause it can lead to a very dark place. Kids, really if you find yourself yeah. in LA living in a mansion <laughs> with people that are doing cocaine, don't Leave. do that. Don't, don't stay there. <laughs> Run as fast as you yeah. can. <laughs> Man. Thank well, you so much for sharing your story. Oh, we're, you guys. We're, yeah. We're going to keep going. Uh, we're going to take another break. Quick break. And, and when we come back, we have, you be the DJ here, mm-hmm. and she's going to talk about some music recommendations. Yes. And um, we're excited about that. That'll be the nice but little final say, chapter. Thank you so much. I want to yeah. end this portion by just saying thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Thank it yeah. feels good to talk you know, yeah. about it all the time, you know, even though I'm the, talking about myself. One of yeah. the things, we had a therapist on that we interviewed, and he said um, people that struggle with depression, he was talking about it's important to name everything. Like mm-hmm. even we go back to the very beginning of this conversation and talk about hate. He's like, hate is a, a, a feeling or a character that's not often invited in the room. And in order to yeah. deal with it, you have to name it. So it's not like you like indulge in being like, I hate you, I hate you. But to yeah. say very maybe calmly, even saying this in marriage, like, and it's, it's an extreme word to use. I don't think I've ever, ever actually said this to my wife, but to, but to say, I actually kind of have some hatred towards you right now. Yeah. I don't mm. know why, but I probably just more said I'm angry at you right now. But yeah. But all that to say, he said, people that are depressed aren't depressed when they're talking about their depression. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not to say that you're depressed, but like it's yeah. helpful to talk about the things, the things that are that are troubling you and harming you, hard, harming you and hurting you. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like I said, I pay for therapy, therapy now too to like, mm-hmm. even today I was just in the worst mood and all I want to do, I was like, I'm paying you $150 to basically just bitch at you <laughs> for an hour, but she's guiding me through it and just mm-hmm. listening to what I have mm-hmm. to say and then, and asking the right questions and, you know, therapy is valuable. That's oh, it's very so good. Nice. Therapy is I valuable. Every Friday yeah. at 11. Advocates. Look forward to it all week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's this segment. And when we come back, we're getting to get the recommendations. Stick around. Okay, everybody, we're back and we're kind of, we kind of just uh, talked about this. I think we're going to do a little bit of a listening party mm-hmm. and we might listen to some of Evie's songs here, but then put them in the episode. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I've, I've checked all over the internet and it seems like we're allowed to do this if I play clips <laughs> and we tell who we're playing and talk yeah. about it. And Matthew's a one and he told me, he, hmm. he, he validated <laughs> me. He's a one so on go the to him if you have questions. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm. Yep. Okay. Okay. We're in the That's clear. What we're, we're in the clear. All right. Here we go. 
Okay. So I just had to take a, a drink of my sparkling Waterloo, Waterloo water. Yeah. Waterloo. Black cherry flavor. Yeah. Delicious. Um, <laughs> okay. So I have a couple of things right now that I, I have this, uh, this problem with um, falling in love with a song and then playing it every single friggin' show. Ooh. Over and over and over because it just sounds that so good. That sounds like a Macy thing to do. <laughs> she would do that. I would, I really um, would. And one that I'm really, really digging right now is from um, this artist, Sampa the Great. Hmm. She's um, she's originally out of... I put a Sampa the Great song on your playlist. Oh, well, I don't know. Oh, did I, you? Mm-hmm. Was it Energy? Was it the song? No, it was oh, okay. Female. Okay. Oh, 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 I like that one. Yeah. Like okay, one. so you guys have heard of her. Um, well, I didn't know who it was. I just like she, that song. She's African. She's from Botswana oh, yeah. uh, originally, and now she's in Australia. I'm not okay. sure exactly where in Australia she is, but so she's like, she's a poet. She's a songwriter. She's a singer. She's like a beautiful black girl. She's yeah. really cool. Um, and she, it was, she, she says like she claims like most deaf as an influence. Oh, and you'll probably hear that. Um, but the, the song that I'm going to play is Energy. And it's oh, I'm excited. Sounds so I'm pretty good pumped. on loudspeakers. Yeah. Are okay. you ready? Okay, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> We're an actual DJ in our house. Oh, hopefully. You realize all the time we wasting You realize all the pain we facing Please pour a cup feminine libation My gosh we raising Please sympathize all the lies we raising Please realize all the time, time. Family energy Drank a couple quarters on my course Then I could up hey. If I wrote the word money stacks for all my daughters hey. Never ask for payment in the womb times nine Now we see the blood on the street times trying Feminine energy, balance up the indestructible in the vaginal heaven in thine. Heaven is mine. Spiritual, lyrical, mother sang sweetest taboo, ripple kind. If I was astonished by the level of shame, feminine energy, energy rain. Intuition and ambition, intuition strain. Intuition and ambition running through my veins. But what the love, let the healing begin. Gain, gain. Who did we just listen to again? What's her name? Sampa, Sampa, Sampa the, the Great. Great. Yeah. So good. 24 years old, I Woo. think. Or maybe 25 now. We just sat and listened oh, to it in the house. So yeah. Hopefully you're lis- you just listened to a clip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think we'll put the whole thing, but... Uh, um. Okay, so here's my next one. Here's the next yes, one. Here we go. Uh, moving on to the next. So um, this is Adia Victoria, okay. and okay. she's based out of Nashville, another like beautiful half black girl. I'm gonna yeah. like my <laughs> tonight, apparently. <laughs> she's part Trinidadian. Wow. Um, she does like gothic blues kind of music, oh. is how she Whoa. she describes it, which I'm very Is Rihanna into. from Trinidad? 
Is she? I think she is. I don't know. Wow. Um, Hopefully. I I think that's right. (laughs) I'm like 85%. We're going to have to Google this. (laughs) So um, Gothic Blues. I think I feel like that's a really good way to describe it. This this song, she put out a couple of new songs this year, and I think she has a new record coming out um, late February. But this one is called Dope Queen Blues. Wow, I'm pumped. Ooh, Yeah. yeah. Okay. You like that lead in? <laughs> oh, my landlord's knock, knock, knocking on my door. Mr. Bill Collector calling, but I don't answer no more. I keep a pistol in my pocket, got a dagger hidden in my vest. Yes, I've been dancing with the devil, only trying to do my best. Yes. It's a cool nation of my ruination. We are lost in vain. We are lost in vain. In the cup and tick, 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 and time over. Awesome. I don't. I don't. I don't know what to even compare that to. It made me think. I'm trying to think of bands that have like a lot of horns. Like I was trying to. I don't know. It's a, it, both of these songs are a little bit cake. They have some horns. I feel like they have lots of like, burp, and stuff. Burp, burp, yeah, I, know, I, <laughs> I do actually like really love that Fashion Nugget album though. That's a yeah. great album. Oh yes. No yeah. cakes. Great. Yeah. I can't even think like. I don't know. You. If it, it seems like it would be f- really hard to find a bunch of horns, but it's easy because I can remember like going from, from like one song is like, oh, this would sound good with this song because it has horns. I, I was like, does oh. TV on the radio do horns sometimes? I or like feel they, like they a lot of weird like. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear one more? Yes, that, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't have a ton of background on this person, but Amen Dunes is okay. uh, put out. Like one of my I remember reading two. a bunch of stuff about Amen yeah. Dudes last year and, and hadn't got around to listening. I, so. I read a bunch of stuff that said that like yeah. this is him this coming is into his like yeah. best mm. work. Yeah. yeah. Um and this was my I I have two albums that tied for first last year and this was one of them. Wow. Does he kind of have like a deep wow. voice? Does he sing? He sounds kinda like David Gray. I'm not oh, gonna lie. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember I might have um, checked it out, but I don't remember. Yeah. So there's a couple of songs. What was the other I, album in your top albums? Jungle. Jungle did they come out an album last year? Mm-hmm. I only know it. one song. I've been doing some. I've been I've been singing a few times on this out on this <laughs> podcast. But it, the only the one song I know is that. Yeah, that's Jungle, right? Yeah, keep on moving. Dun, 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 dun. Song I can't remember. That's yeah. Yeah, 
That's all I know. Uh, they, yeah, yeah, we're all doing. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going back to the horns. We, yeah. Um, yeah, they put on a they new record that was wow. fantastic. Okay, yeah, the recommendations are coming, everybody. Here, here. here they are. Go you check out Jungle. Here. Check out Amen Dunes. Yeah, <laughs> you heard it here last. The album's been um, out for a while. Yeah. So th- there's a couple of songs on this album that I really like, but I'm going to play this one called Mickey Dora. It was the first single that he put out from this okay. record okay. and it's really good it's a mickey dora was in like an old school surfer that ended okay. up get, getting arrested and oh, having this crazy okay. life so, it's like a little story yeah okay. so here it is it's playing in the background here it is <laughs> okay Listen to some Amen Dunes, everybody. I, I think what uh, we were talking about, like a driving rhythm, mm-hmm. driving beat, and uh, I think a little bit the whole vibe of that reminded me kind of a little bit of a uh, War on Drugs. Totally. <laughs> Do you have, yeah. have that vibe? Yeah. Totally that vibe. That that same like um, Boys of Summer, Bruce mm-hmm. Springsteen mm-hmm. kind of, and then into War on Drugs, and then mm-hmm. call all kind of leads into each other. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's right up right yeah. up the old alley. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have like that rhythm or that uh, bass, but uh, another artist I like sort of in that realm, I feel uh, maybe he's not totally in that realm is Kurt Vile. Yeah. Well, he used to be in war on drugs. Oh, he did. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that's where you hear that, that same, that same vibe. I think he's, I mean, yeah. It makes sense. Hmm. Watch me say that. I'm gonna be cast <laughs> out oh, by the oh, no. DJ. You are. Oh, no. <laughs> Kurt Vile wasn't in War on Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> How can we Kurt keep track of great. these people? Did you hear Kurt Vile mm-hmm. on the Mark Maron podcast? That was no. very enjoyable. Mm. I should I'd check that out. That's a good his, podcast. 
thoughts about life. He seems really yeah. interesting. He is like, he was actually very entertaining to listen mm. to because sometimes, mm. you know, sometimes people can be on podcasts and you're like, uh-huh. you're boring. <laughs> like we get it. You're famous, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But, no, he well, was it was a, uh, Elon Musk came on the Joe Rogan podcast and oh, I was, he was very strange to listen to. <laughs> Such a strange yeah, person. Yeah. I know. I was like, I thought, he, I don't know what I expected, but I expected something different. Yeah. yeah. I know. And then watching the video of him trying to be cool and he's like, yeah. I'll take a hit of this blunt. Yeah. And I was oh like, no. Blows it out before. That's yeah, weird. And then he brought his like flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. Strange, oh gosh. Strange, stuff. strange times. Anyway. Oh, uh, we got to have you back someday. I want to hear, I want to, I would love to talk more like hip hop music with you. Yeah. Like, do you have, do you have general initial opinions about Kanye? It's <laughs> <laughs> so frustrating because I, um, we're Kanye fans. Are but, you? But it, but it comes with all, all, obviously a lot of caveats. Um, and a lot of concerns. <laughs> what what, what <laughs> was that first record? The graduate? Yeah. Was, uh, college dropout. College dropout. Yeah. Thank you. I love that record. Yeah, start that to finish. Is the, classic. the rest. Eh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. I just now I find him very annoying. Although I know he's extremely mentally ill. I know it's hard. It's like to talk he's about it's, him. he's openly he's admitted, admitted it. it yeah. And he's like, if I take medication, then I go blank. But if I stay a crazy artist, then I make crazy cool stuff. And I'm like, well, <sighs> I can't. Yeah. Maybe if we're not taking the meds, then. it's kind of wild. But you also went to go meet. Donald Trump, Trump. 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 and then bad. we're like, that was a bad look. Yeah, really it was a bad look. look. So I, yeah. Anyway, uh, and then I digress. Yeah, man. I'm gonna say oh, that for well, two well, times. Long conversation, well, maybe. Scott's we got to ask it at the end. <laughs> I have many opinions. You know, yeah. just <laughs> this is, we're not gonna get into it right now. But like, it is funny that we sort of. I mean, I'm, you're younger than me, but sort of come from a similar generation. Yeah. And like, one of my other favorite groups was Diggable Planets, mm-hmm. and the. This Shabazz Palaces is like a local group now, and that's mm-hmm. the guy from Diggable Planets. And that's, mm. uh, I don't know. I think we have a pretty cool music scene here still yeah, in Seattle. We do. And yeah. I, Sub Pop continues to cultivate a lot yeah. of that. I mean, mm-hmm. Shabazz is on. Yeah, they're on, on Sub Pop. Yeah. And, and they, like, even um, Ishmael from Ishmael Butler, yeah. that's was from Diggable Planets, is now in Shabazz Palaces. He, like, even he found that. Um, that kid, you know, that oh, he yeah. put out an EP this year and yeah. he found him on SoundCloud oh, cool. and like signed mm. him to Sub Pop. So like he's still wow. going out and finding artists oh, that's and bringing so people cool. to Northwest. Cool. Yeah. So that makes me happy. It does. <laughs> make me happy too. And he's <laughs> such a nice person. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, so nice. They're both really cool. So. Yeah. He's, he's hyper artsy. You know, hyper. Yeah. I, know. I could never wear half the things he wears. Yeah, he wears crazy you things. Like a, you look amazing. You look like a lion tamer, and yeah. it's chic. Yeah, <laughs> somehow he's pulling it off. Yeah, he's pulling it off. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's aging cool. well. He is. Yeah, he is. unlike Very Kanye. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Poor Kanye. Wow, this has been so great. This has been so fun. We gotta do it again Thank sometime. You. It has been Soon. lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, maybe I have an idea. Maybe we'll listen. Do you want to say something? No. Oh, I'll say something. Uh, <laughs> next week, we're going to do an episode on Steven Universe. Oh, yeah. We're really Can't excited wait. about that. <laughs> um, New episodes. Big, big things have happened in the world of Steven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, also, I think it might be fun to end this episode with your pond song. What's it called? Oh, we don't. We won't play it tonight one. right here. But like we, I can just put it in the episode. It's called um, Knock Me off my feet. Okay. Knock me <laughs> off my feet. You want to double check? I can't. They, well, they there's a out. lot of songs out there that you're needing to keep track of. You yeah. need to. Yeah. And they, they put out that, that record, The Weather, they put it out. Um, yeah. A couple, what was back 2016, yeah. I guess, or wow. Whoops. I just accidentally played it. Ooh. Um, 
They put out that record a couple of years ago with my favorite record of the year. And then I obviously couldn't stop thinking about it in specific <laughs> times. And I'm like desperately trying to make sure that that's the name of the song right now. And like, oh, sweep me off my feet. Sweep me off my feet. Go. Okay. There we All go. All I have to do is just talk and talk yeah. until <laughs> like okay. you, you did a good job. You're a professional. You. Yeah. Wait, uh, do you want to say when your show is on? I would love to. Yes, yeah. please plug um, it. You can hear me on Sunday afternoons from 3 to 6. Yeah. It's 90.3, 90.3 FM. KEXP, and you can also stream online at KEXP.org. You can listen on your smartphone app if you download it from anywhere you are, <laughs> or you can listen on demand. Like if you don't have time to listen on Sunday afternoons, you can go back to our website, KEXP.org, and listen um, on demand for up to two weeks after uh, a show Ooh, airs. Oh, wow. Plenty of time, awesome. no excuses. If you need me to send you the link, yeah. <laughs> shoot me an email. It's you can also find my email on the website right by where you would find the <laughs> link to listen. So, You know, side note to the kids out there and to the adults too, for that matter. Uh, okay. I don't want to, I don't want to say anything rude, but like, uh, you know, these other radio stations that are just playing the, the pop music and the oh, hits, yeah. you know, we talked about the end in queue, but at the same time, I would say check out KEXP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're playing some different music. Uh, you're you're only going to hear the same Post Malone song in every freaking station <laughs> yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. If if you want something other than Post Malone, listen to yeah. KEXP. <laughs> and don't ride in my boyfriend's car with yeah. him. Okay. You will still only hear the Post Malone. Oh, oh no! <laughs> you know Love the you thing back. is, is that it's good stuff. It's it just is. everywhere. Yeah, I you actually know? really enjoy Post Me Malone. Me too. Sometimes. Me too. Uh, yeah, KEXP is all um, DJ curated music that you're not going to hear anywhere else on the yes. dial. Things that we can play because we're listener supported radio yes. in mm-hmm. public. And we we support local artists. We support, support independent artists, um, people making music for a cause, for a reason, because it's their love and it's their craft. And not just we're not just playing the things that that are um, that are put in by the man and the machine. The man, yeah, you know, like curated by man. and not the man curated, and curated by an <laughs> algorithm. You know, it's really yeah. a lovely thing. So yes, I agree. Please listen to KEX. <laughs> and check do you want- it out. Do you want people to follow you on Instagram? Maybe, or are you trying to get yeah. off social media? What, what I don't know. I'm just trying to. Post less. Okay. Uh, Evie Lux. So it's E V I E L U X X. That's Twitter and Instagram. Facebook not we'll as exciting. Good. Yeah. yeah. So fun. Facebook not as exciting. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Facebook, we're trying. Yeah. We're Jill, trying. if you're listening, we're trying. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's the episode for this week. We're going to leave you with Pond. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sweep you off your feet. Sweet. Sweep me, me off. Sweep, sweep me, me off, off my, my feet. feet. Sweep me off my feet. And let's just think of me, sober as a whistle, singing so this sweet. in my head. That's very sweet. In the actually. sunshine. Yeah. Oh, Smiling. we will. <laughs> All right. Thank See you, guys. See you next week, everybody. <laughs>
moment. 